Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Is inflation taking a bite out of your grocery budget? Andrews Federal Credit Union is here to help. Introducing our Inflation Buster Share Certificate with 5% APY for seven months now through December 14th. Bring your money to Andrews Federal Credit Union today. The Inflation Buster account must be open with new money. Andrews Federal Credit Union membership is not just for the military. We also serve the community. Visit andrewsfcu.org. Federally insured by NCUA. Membership eligibility required. APY equals annual percentage yield. Must have a $1,000 minimum balance to earn advertised APY. Warning, this chapter of Distance Nerding was recorded live, which means there may be strong language, unsuitable for children, and unusual humor, which may be unsuitable for everyone who claims to be human. Parental discretion is advised. And none of the breath. It's your boy, young. It's your boy, still in Hotel Covidia. It is your boy, young Phil. Joined with some Aaron Thick. He's Aaron Thick. He's young. Covidia Phil. Oh dear! He's Raider Ray. Since we decided to skip Raider Ray, <laughs> I am Raider Ray. And this is we. Oh wow! I know, right? And we're here <laughs> to, to nerd together. together. We're here to, to be on to. cough medicine together. Yeah, <laughs> I've actually been on cough medicine for like the majority of the last three days. Uh, Don't you love I, it? I'm much better than I was on Monday, though. So for those of you who caught the show on Monday and heard me progressively worse in in you know the uh, the tank of COVID that I was in. Um, <laughs> if you guys don't know what the heck is going on uh i got covid from my boss <laughs> way to go boss covid uh and uh in turn i gave it to jackie it's your and, boss um, i know so uh it's I just jackie's your boss whatever. yeah yeah so <laughs> it's been that I, i'm recovering right now so i'm actually uh not bad but i'm off until monday so i get to uh, deal with all of this um <clears throat> so you get to game your butt off yeah yeah pretty much <laughs> uh i am clear as far as my work is concerned they said that I'm actually here to go back to work at this point, but my boss was like, just stay home till Tuesday because he can pay that me works. for it. So I'm like, whatever, dude, sure. Nice. Uh, yeah. So I uh, I am going to be uh, at Powerhouse on Saturday. I'm going to be masked up. So for anybody who uh, is upset about the uh, uh, the photo opportunities of with, with me in the mask, it's for your safety, even though I'm outside. So still, you know, uh, on on that note. Um, is it too late for you to get one of those uh, the face masks that has your, your face superimposed onto the front supplement? 
animated on there? Uh, you know what? I think I could probably get one of those. And I'd That'd be, be dope. Okay. That'd be the best. I know. Right? <laughs> it'd just be like, it'd be me, but with my face on the face mask. Uh, so before we start jumping into too much, guys, I've got a uh, special guest on this week's uh, show. Thank uh, you. And, and, and we have uh, an extra, extra special guest. It's always special when oh. you guys Oh, Thick. Extra special. Right. Because, you know, we got Thick, we got Ray to Ray. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, uh, before I bring the guest on, uh, I am going to plug our sponsors real quick. And then uh, I'm going to bring on a, uh, again, uh, he's a he's a man that's very near and dear to my heart. Um, Santa? And I'm, and I'm going to keep that going. He kind of is Santa. At, Aww. At, he's at, comic at, Santa. Kinda, he is like Comic-Con Santa kind of Claus. So that all being said, uh, guys, got to plug the sponsors first. And I'm kind of doing this out of the way. So uh, let me go and do my my button. Yeah, we, we've officially left the rails. Oh, yeah. No, I, I jumped off the rails because, you know, there's no James. So I'm just kind of like destroying everything. I, as you, it didn't, even, you didn't even do the intro. I mean, there was no he's this and he's that. And it we're did. here to do this. And <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, guys, this week on deck, we've got the download, starting rumors, a new segment called a comic conversation with our special guest, and then the breakdown, guys. We're going to be talking Moon Knight episode six today, so uh, we will let you know when we jump into Moon Knight episode six, just to make sure that uh, anyone who doesn't want any spoilers uh, can can go and put the earmuffs on. Um, but that being that, uh, this being this, oh wait a minute, you I can have get with this, or you can get with that, exactly. <laughs> First. Let me get a shout out. Guys, shout outs right at the bat right here. We got to talk about our sponsors. In fact, this episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are a unique interview question and episode starting prompt in the palm of your hand. So whether you are a new podcaster or an existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience or get more engagement, you're going to want to check out poddex.com. Guys, go to poddex.com. I'm officially blinded by my ring light, but there it goes right there. Blinded by the light. Use the code NERDING10 for 10% off of any purchase you purchase on poddex.com. Now, if hey, you're Phil, on, yeah, I have a question. Please. What is Rona filled Phil powered by? Oh, see, now you're jumping ahead of me. Hold on one second. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I had timed it right. You, uh, you almost had it. You almost had it. <laughs> um, guys, if hey, you Phil, are, go ahead. <laughs> if you are unfamiliar with Poddex, uh, <laughs> it is good for not only podcasts broadcasters broadcasters or anything like that if you're looking just for icebreakers or you want to be the life of the party uh it is actually a really good almost party game style thing where you, it gives you questions to ask for the party i personally use the app uh i have the poddex app right here uh and basically what it is it's 40 dollars a year uh of course you get 10 percent off if you purchase it through uh the website through us uh and basically I, all i can do is go right here and say okay i want to ask oh yeah you know what i'm gonna ask you guys a, a wtf question because why wouldn't that work for you guys right have you ever been bitten or attacked by an animal? If so, what and why? Uh, if we're talking about a an animal, do we do we count my ex-wife? Hey, oh, ex come on. Your ex-wife <laughs> definitely counts there. Uh, Ray, what about you? I have been mauled by a pack of kittens. Oh, uh, and it was it was the glorious. most adorable uh, yeah. uh, mauling ever. Just, I've just been a bunch of kitten breath. Yeah, so, I've been bitten by several dogs. <laughs> I'm sure I have. I'm, I'm positive. Yeah, I work. I almost got stung by a scorpion. That was fun. Yeah, that's that's always fun. So, hey, Phil. When you get when you watch anime, do you like it sub or dubbed? <laughs> I love you guys so much. 
<laughs> well done, sir. Guys, if you haven't figured it out by now, they've been asking me what I'm powered by and what I'm powered by is Dubby. Dubby is an emerging brand of energy drinks created to help focus, concentration, reaction time with no jitters or crash. Dubby contains no maltodextrins, no sugars, no fillers, no artificial colors or dyes. Guys, if you want to find out more about Dubby, go to www.dubby.gg and get 10% off your first order. Now, guys, before I again bring on the guest right here, there is a brand new flavor that Debbie just came out with called Dub 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 in Peach. I okay. get it. I know, right? Uh, it is mango white peach cooler. Now, I have yet to taste this flavor. Tastes like a blue dress. I've I know, right? Uh, I've been excited to taste this one, and I can't open. What the hell? Okay, there it goes. <laughs> oh. I've been excited to taste this flavor. I didn't get to taste it on Monday because I was like so messed up. I was like, it's not gonna happen. Uh, yeah. I'm not gonna do that. Well, now I feel that I'm good enough to drink one of these. Do it. I am need popping this. The need for Dubby. Yeah. Now, see, I'm excited because, again, guys, this is the first time I'm tasting this flavor. You guys already know Dragonade is my favorite, right? So, you know, I always get down on the uh, on, on the dragon fruit uh, strawberry lemonade one that they have. Uh, but this one, I'm so excited to taste it. So I've got my fizzy water. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and pour this. And as I'm doing this, because you guys are going to see me taste it as I'm getting ready here. I got to bring on this guest, guys. Um, I've been I've been delaying it long enough um, and, and I'm just super excited to bring him on because he is always a good time and he uh, always brings good perspective to everything that we're doing um, and uh, he is uh, not only a great guy but he's the face and kind of like everything behind Colossus Girl Entertainment which is the company that puts on uh, Powerhouse, the con that we're going to be at this weekend. Uh, so without further uh, I guess uh, delay because that's all I've been doing this entire time. Without further Mountain Dew. Without further Mountain Dew. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome on to the show the one, the only, Dave Hayworth! Good evening, hey. gentlemen. How's it good going, evening. man? It's going pretty good. It's nice to see you again since uh, Boise. How have you been doing? Uh, <laughs> I, I was good up until last week. Uh, I had a meeting on uh, not this last Tuesday, but Tuesday from last week. Uh, our first in-person meeting for work. Oh, yeah. And uh, and it turns out that the most cautious person out of everybody at my work had COVID <laughs> and didn't know it. How it um, goes. Yeah, my manager, uh, who is the dude, and he was wearing a mask the whole time which makes it even worse <laughs> um uh he he got covid and half of our team got covid and i happen to be one of the guys that caught it so i'm clear now um but earlier this week i wasn't and i uh i got to do uh, uh the show with a little bit of covid happening um but yeah now i'm clear like i was mentioning earlier i'm uh at the show i'm just for, as a cautionary i'm still gonna i'm gonna wear an n95 even though i'm outside because i don't want to get congo or sick but so i'm still uh, gonna hug you and you can breathe on me and everything <laughs> I've had COVID. I've been uh, two shots and a booster. So yeah, I've got the two shots and the booster. Uh, they're, they're, from what I was told, the only reason that I did so well is because I had the two shots and the booster. Otherwise, it would have been way worse. So mine was really mild. I didn't lose like any of my smell or taste or anything like that. That's not fun. Trust me, you, you're lucky you didn't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's very lucky. Absolutely. All right. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and put this back on down here, right here. Yeah, please put those back on. Good grief, man. <laughs> 
Uh, also, I'm going to do a couple of little changes here. Right? Yeah. All right. See, oh, we, there we go. We want to see Dave. We don't want to see me. We want to see Dave. I don't even want to see him. Those, yeah. We want to see those gorgeous uh, I arcade consoles behind him right there, which uh, oh, we might do in, the, uh, in the interview here because those are freaking beautiful and I've seen them in person now and it was, oh man, so good. Actually, we're going to be talking to Mike uh, from uh, um, I arcade uh, at the at the con. And you met him last month. Um, yes. He's a he's a great guy, and uh, I think he's the number one developer in the world. I, I have to tell you, and uh, the II Arcade uh, system is the most amazing system I've ever seen. And and uh, at the end of the show, I'm going to try to talk him into giving you a deep discount on one of those uh, cabinets he has. I can see what I can do. <laughs> oh, dude, if he does that. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that might be like a, a way for me to get one. I'll still get yelled at for buying it, but why not? 100%. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, I can't promise anything, but, uh, you know, he, I mean, iArcade is a multi-million dollar company and, uh, you know, he's got to obey the rules of his company too, but uh, I don't know. I might be able to uh, do something. I'll, I'll see what I can do, but I'd love for you to have one because you and I can play online together if, if that's exactly. the case. Yeah. And from what I heard, the company loved our interview with him last time. So, I mean, you know, if, if they liked it that much, like, hey, please, think I'll do a review i'll do a review on it <laughs> oh it's Maybe. dynamite as you can see i have all these arcade systems and i have some that's behind my camera that you can't see but uh the ii arcade is the number one uh cabinet people play when they come to my place nice. you know? uh real quick and i don't want to jump off this too much i finally just tasted this new flavor of w it is amazing and you're oh, cured yeah there we go you're cured oh i'm definitely cured oh wow w yeah, yeah w cured me uh this claims has not been approved by the fda but w there is unofficially you. <laughs> the cure the fixed fill <laughs> Because I can taste it, and it tastes like uh, mango and 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 uh, peach in his delicious. Uh -oh. uh, so <laughs> let's get into this interview here. Uh, so Dave, we're gonna yes. ask you a couple of uh, a sequence of questions here, uh, just to get you kind of like caught up with the fans and anybody new that doesn't know who you are. Uh, there's some people in the chat that probably know who you are already, um, just based on shows and things like that. And because uh, uh, we actually have a decent following from Boise now, so you know they may they may know you now. So well, it's uh, good to have Boise in the house. You know what I mean? For exactly. Sure. Exact shout outs to Cam. Uh, so we have a segment called Growing Up Geek. What did you nerd out on as a kid? Well, uh, a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Uh, most of it was Star Wars figures. Um, I have to tell you, you know, I'm going to give you my age here, but when Star Wars came out in 78, I was like eight or nine years old. So before Star Wars, it was uh, it was interesting because as kids, we were still playing World War II and Cowboys and Indians. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? And then when Star Wars came, everyone started playing Star Wars. So for me, it was all the original action figures of Star Wars. And then it was uh, Battlestar Galactica figures. Uh, I actually blew up one of my Cybermen in a in a microwave. Um, <laughs> you know, Haven't we all? I've got dad, one sitting you know, around here somewhere. I don't know where he's at. Yeah, my dad was upset. You know, microwaves just came out. You know, it was the latest thing, and the first thing I do is throw my cy cyber. Uh, it's not Cyberman, but the what do you call those uh, the bad guys from Cylons? Cylons yeah. right into the microwave and blew up the microwave, and my dad was smoking pissed because you know he was a single dad with two boys. And and, you know, it, it was back then it was tough to buy a microwave. They were expensive, you know, and, and those microwaves were the size of, you know, our rooms now. And how, how yeah. hard it is to repair one of those things. And how are you right. going to get it out of your house? Yeah. And now you have a melted uh, Battlestar character sitting inside of that, 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 uh, that microwave. So, well, I melted them so well, it melted right through the microwave down to the bottom of the counter. <laughs> so it's really limited edition. Yeah. Yeah, really, <laughs> yeah. So a new microwave was in order. And then um, it was Buck Rogers figures. 
years, um, you know. Um, and I, I, I read comic books. I grew up with comic books from the 70s, 80s. Stopped reading them in the mid-90s. Um, and, uh, you know, I just love the classic stuff. I love that older stuff. And me, that's the best, uh, you know, and I'm just kind of set in my ways. But uh, I read, you know, Captain America was my favorite. So when I saw Red Brown last month, and we're going to see him again next weekend at, at Powerhouse right. Comic Con, uh, you know, it was Red Brown that really uh, got me into uh, Captain America. And I started reading that. And uh, I did read the original Moon Knight series. Uh, I read a lot of stuff, old Avengers, you know, all the stuff that's hot today was hot back then as well, you know. And so, you know, I read that. And uh, basically, I was pretty much a, a Marvel guy. Uh, DC, I liked, but I really didn't read it. Uh, Green Lantern is probably my favorite on the DC universe. And then, it, and then it's Batman. I mean, who, who Batman's always in everyone's top five, right? right. So, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's and that's basically what I played with until I got into high school and started uh, dating. So, <laughs> yeah, and that's basically it. There we go. What made a lot you... of video games. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because that's 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 kind of what expanded a lot of my nerdiness, too. Uh, what made you want to start your own comic book or Comic Con promotion? Uh, like, what was what was your first Comic Con? Uh, first Campbell Con. Uh, first, it was Campbell Con in um, 2015. Mm -hmm. And the inception of it happened exactly on Columbus Day of 2014. Um, Marina, who was my uh, agent at the time, a lot of people don't know this, but I used to work for TSR. I did some books for them and, and worked nice. for Rose Estes and did some D&D &D manual stuff and, you know, right out of college, that kind of thing. And uh, got out of the corporate world, started doing my own books. And I was doing book tours. Make a long story short, we I decided, you know, we would do conventions because uh, I had only done bookstores and, and, and so forth. So we started doing conventions. And uh, Marina, who was my agent at the time, said, I think I can do one of these shows because, uh, you know, she's she's a business uh, guru. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, I know some some celebrities and some artists. If you can do the business part of it, I'll get you a couple of guests. And so we decided to do CampbellCon in 2015 in Campbell, California. I think we had 65 tables at that event. Okay. And we had like six guests. And uh, we had a breakout room for um, Star Wars uh, uh, X-Wing. I don't know if that's still around anymore, the, the game. I know what game is talking about. Yeah. And we had a movie room. And people loved that event. And, and they were kind of sad that it's gone now. But it was such a small, intimate event. People loved it. They they enjoyed going to such a, a tight, closely knit community con compared to the corporate stuff. Right. And so Marina says, you know what? People can get in for 10 bucks. A family of four can get in for 40 bucks. You can have a great time, get the Comic-Con feel without having to pay the corporate prices of 35, 55 bucks to get in and 225 bucks for an autograph. Right. So, you know, it just kind of exploded after CampbellCon and now we're six shows in, um, in four different states. Yeah. Speaking of that, so, you know, you you guys, uh, you have your six shows. Uh, how do you how do you pick your locations? Uh, well, Powerhouse, Pleasanton, California. You know, that's basically a home base show because I'm San Jose born and raised, Bay Area kid. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, Merced, well, when we had Merced, uh, we wanted to bring that community something because living in California, Merced, all you heard was about drug deals and murder. <laughs> right. and, and we wanted to bring something wholesome to that community uh, at the time. And that started in 2016. Um, Reno, you know, it's interesting because that kind of morphed in Silver Age Comic Con kind of morphed because um, we had CampbellCon and we moved CampbellCon to Reno. And uh, CampbellCon is actually not named after the city. It's named after the mascot, Agent Campbell, who's a James Bond type of character. Mm -hmm. And uh, we decided, well, we'll move it to Reno because Reno doesn't have a convention right. That's weird. We're it. We're the only convention. Right. So um, so 
we decided to do it at Circus Circus, kind of a James Bond feel, because our very first guest for CampbellCon was a Bond girl from Diamonds Are Forever, and they filmed a lot in Circus Circus. Nice. So we decided, yeah. So we kind of combined it, you know, kind of like this intertwining of a theme, and then COVID hit. And then during COVID, Agent Campbell ended up getting, um, you ought to read the comic book coming out, but mm -hmm. he ends up getting uh, superpowers, and he becomes Silver Age. So literally the, the convention transformed along with the character. So that's how that all changed came about. Freaking genius, man. Thank you. Nice. <laughs> it really is. Pivot, uh, pivot, pivot. <laughs> right? Um, so so on that, so since we're talking about power, uh, Powerhouse, how long has Powerhouse been around? Six years. Six years Six now. Years. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's it's probably, I don't want to say it's the longest running uh, mm -hmm. convention in the Barry. It's the longest consistent uh, convention in yeah. that area. Um, and, you know, we're bringing the community a good show uh, every year, and which is affordable. Um, because, yeah. you know, there's a, a an event in San Jose that's just off the hook crazy. And for a family to get in there, get in there just in the door is 250 bucks. So, Ooh. you know, yeah, we want to cater to everybody. And to cater to everybody, you need to make it affordable for everybody. Right. Now, of course, you know, we don't have a lot of the bells and whistles, you know, with the signs hanging up in the air saying autograph section or section 302. But you know what? Yeah. Attendees, we did marketing strategies and, and uh, surveys and, and attendees who really don't care about bells and whistles. They just want to have a good time. Right. And be able to afford the good times. Right, right. Exactly. Uh, now, you've had some pretty big names come to the shows, right? So uh, what was the first, like, oh, my God moment for Powerhouse or any of your cons? And then uh, who's been some some of the more notable names? over? Oh, boy. <laughs> That's a lot of names. Um, Powerhouse has been kind of interesting because um, it's the sometimes it's themed. Like, we had uh, four alien guests. So it was really an alien-themed con. I mean, we had other actors from other uh, genres there as well mm -hmm. uh, like voice actors from anime and things of that nature but we had a, uh, a four actor alien reunion that still from this day has never happened yes. again those four actors have not gotten together since 2018 and uh, if you were at that show and be able to get all those autographs together I have a, a Funko Pop of an of a alien queen and uh, all the actors signed that now, so. now people have said hey I'll give you 1500 for that pop and I'm like no no no, because they know that there's no way these four actors will probably never get together again. Right. So, uh, Powerhouse has those rarities. Um, this year with Red Brown, I have to tell you, if, if someone's watching or listening to this podcast, if you're a Captain America fan, you have to be at Powerhouse. Uh, I'm telling you now, this is the last uh, California event for Red Brown. It, this oh, wow. is kind of his, his farewell show. You won't see him back in California. So, if you want to see him, this is it. This is it. You won't see him again. So, you have to be at Powerhouse if you like Captain America. Yeah, because right. we met. Uh, we met met Reb at uh in, in Boise and he that guy comedy gold man like I swear like a, a, the minute we met him it was just non-stop jokes and I was just like oh my god this guy's so funny I wasn't expecting that out of Captain America you know what I love <laughs> about him he's genuine yeah he's a genuine person he'll tell you he'll tells you he tells you exactly how it is and he's a genuinely nice guy mm -hmm. you know if I was to go to war and leave my wife with some dude it would be Reb Brown nice. you know what I mean yeah I would yeah. totally trust him with anything yeah <laughs> Now, how do you go about finding like uh, finding, signing, booking talent and guests for the shows? Oh, that's 
that's uh, that's that's difficult. <laughs> um, you know, we get a lot of um, requests, and we try to um, make those possible. You know, we try to um, you know we have uh, people who will request like a horror actress, and we we do our best to get those. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have people who say, "Hey, uh, can you invite Tom Cruise?" And we just don't bother with those. Mm-hmm. You know, so <laughs> I'll, send, a... I'll send him an email. <laughs> Thanks. And uh, you know, and what you have to do is uh, we get a lot of um, emails from agents, but we like to pick and choose agents. Um, we only like to work with the best. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've had a lot of agents come through and we've had a, let a lot of agents go. Mm-hmm. And we still work with agents that we've worked with since the first Campbell Con. Uh, but, you know, we we do our diligence to make sure they're good agents. And then uh, we look at their list of who they have is actors. And we uh, pick and choose what we want. And then we kind of have a, a, a base starting base of how much the actor wants and how much we're willing to give. Mm-hmm. And we we always work out a happy medium um, and then just goes from there, basically. And then, you know, as a promoter, you have to pay for hotels, you have to pay for flights, you have, there's so much you have to pay for. A lot of people don't realize that uh, the inside baseball of conventions, there's it's a lot of work and it's a lot of money. And it, even for a, a show that's not corporate, it takes a lot of time. And, uh, you know, um, lucky for me, I did a lot of shows as a, as a special guest, uh, you know, and I kind of learned the in and outs with Marina when we would do special guest appearances at conventions, we kind of got the idea of what to do from there. But uh, I would say to start a con, you would have to at least volunteer for a good eight to 10 years to really know the in and outs of what needs to go on. So anyways, off of my tangents. Uh, so, you know, we, we get these guests from agents, but a lot of times, a lot of these actors are people that I know or they're friends or uh, they're actors I can just call on the phone. Like I have Lou Rick Ferrigno on my speed dial. And actually oh. it was, it was him. Yeah, it was him that actually told me to get Red Brown because I called Lou. I said, Lou, hey, you want to come out to Boise? I, I had a situation with an actor um, and I need I need a filler. And he's all, well, I can't do it. I'm in Minnesota this weekend, but what about Reb? And, or first he goes, what about Sam? Uh, Sam Jones. From Sam Black- Jones. Oh, I love that guy so much. <laughs> yeah, and I told, uh, I told Lou that, you know, Sam did the show last year. And then he says, well, why don't you try uh, Kevin Sorbo? And I said, well, we just signed Kevin Sorbo. Sorbo for California Republic in Placerville. So I can't ask him. We just got a deal with him. And then he goes, well, what about Reb Brown? I said, well, I can give Reb a shot. And I watched the film Uncommon Valor. And I knew about Captain America, obviously, because I grew up with Reb Brown. And uh, I was kind of nervous about about it because, you know, he was like someone I grew up as a kid, you know, like Gil Gerard from Buck Rogers. Right. And, and Reb said he would do it. And, um, you know, through his agent, I used his agent, of course, Steve Wolf, who's a, an amazing guy. And we got him out. And it's been great. So that's basically the process of how it all works. It's a lot of negotiating in between them. Yeah, of course. Uh, I, and I don't know where I was going to go with that. Uh, but yeah, so moving on I'm to sorry. the next question. Uh, no, it's fine. I got a quick question so, related to that question. Have okay. you ever um, gotten or asked talent through other cons, like just through networking, through being at another con to and get them to come to you one of yours? Uh, you know, that's a very good question. Um, you know, when we first started, we really didn't know how to get vendors and exhibitors. So we would go to local local cons and we wouldn't talk to the vendors but we would just pick up their postcards we'd go along picking up their postcards at their tables and then we'd email them later um with actors i do not uh, go up to an actor at, a, at, a, at another event and uh do that because i just feel that it's not uh ethical or or moral to do that because i'm kind of in someone else's house i see that okay. and, and i'm not gonna go into his refrigerator unless i ask now i i have asked other promoters that i'm kind of quasi friends with um 
that if I can do that and can I approach a certain actor? And I said, sure. And sometimes they say no. And if they say no, I totally respect it. And uh, but a lot of times uh, I'll go through the agents as well. So, yeah, when I'm in someone's house, I like to show respect. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah, and whenever I'm in Phil's house, I do go in the fridge, but it's only for baby carrots. Like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Everything else I leave, I don't touch it. I just get the baby carrots when I leave, yeah. and I go back under that. And, and it's floating in water, and you just put your hand in the whole bowl and take them out, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh, so I'm the only one that bobs for carrots? Wow, whoops. Yeah, that's awkward. Uh, well, uh, um, you and Bird will also grab the baby grapes. So, I mean, that's, that's that. <laughs> uh, it's a different so, type of BBC, bobbing for baby carrots. There BBC. you go. <laughs> So side quest here, right? When you're not working on Comic Cons, which feels like never, uh, you keep nerding on. So uh, you have a store. Tell us about Colossus Girl Memorabilia. Well, Colossus uh, Girl Memorabilia is just a small, tiny comic shop. And, uh, you know, it has just everything you would think of. Comics, action figures, baseball cards, everything Baby Yoda, Funko Pops up the yin-yang. I mean, you know, everything you can think of. But I have a lot of stuff. Yep. <laughs> I've got the Lego Baby Yoda sitting right next to me. But I have a lot of stuff that a regular shop will not carry because I have access to actors. So I'll get in special autograph pops and things of that nature or autographed action figures and things like that. Um, and it's just something I like to do for fun. You know, um, I'm in there maybe two to three times a week to check in on it. And that's a, and I do the, all the ordering and merchandise from home. So it's it's something I just enjoy doing, basically, just for fun. And where is it located? It is located uh, in Boise, Idaho uh, on the corner of uh, Overland Drive and Five Mile Drive in the Albertsons uh, strip mall. We, we should have checked it out when we were in Boise when me and James were out there, but we... That's correct. We chance. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm assuming it was also closed because... It was open. Was it open during the con? Uh, See what double, happens in you assume, Phil. Double dipping. Double dipping, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, but the thing is, the shop that we have, it has a lot of exclusives. Yeah. So it's stuff you can't buy anywhere else uh, that we get from the distributor that only they sell. So like we ended up getting a glow in the dark action figure of Batman Beyond, and I'm and Whoa. I'm the only one in the state that sells that. So I get people coming from like Montana just to shop there to pick it up. You know? your, your neck of the woods, there, Ray. I know. I, I go to Montana just for the uh, for the Huckleberry Jam. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, there's Huckleberry in Idaho too, so you don't have to go that far. Oh, nice. All right, yeah. and a Velo flies there, so that's a cheaper flight. <laughs> yeah, uh, Huckleberry shakes are coming out soon. Every, everywhere, everyone's gonna be selling Huckleberry uh, milkshakes. Awesome. I'll make my appointment now. Yeah, they're great. <laughs> now powerhouse comic-con uh tell us about the upcoming show tell us everything that you want to lay out there about this show that's coming up on saturday well the one thing great about powerhouse comic-con is that it's been around for six years and people who who live in the bay area are very familiar with you know yeah. it's, it's really become a, a bay area tradition um and uh you know all the vendors they they know everybody everybody knows of it tenders vendors everybody knows everybody mm -hmm. and it's like just one big happy family and just one really happy good time kind of like a yearly reunion um and you know this year you know we have all the amazing vendors i think we have the best vendors uh, in the world at powerhouse comic con if you're into comic books we have that if you're into retro toys we have that i mean anything you can think of in the pop culture world will be there um we have ii arcade with mike Svabek. i mean that alone um you know to have what uh ign called the number one arcade system in the world at powerhouse comic con is amazing 
and we are the only Comic Con circuit circuit that has arcade where you can play it. No other convention That's has old. it. Uh, uh, San Diego Comic Con doesn't have it. Uh, who's the big one? Uh, Emerald City doesn't have it. Uh, we have it. And the, yeah, and and the great thing about it is, um, you know, Mike brings. <laughs> Um, the gold edition cabinets, and those are not released yet. No one has played those, so be, you could be the first in the state of California to play those cabinets if you come to Powerhouse Comic. And it really is, a, you've seen them, you saw oh, them yeah. in Boise. They're revolutionary in, uh, in arcade gaming, if you're into the retro stuff. And they have new games on the system as well, but uh, to be one of the first people to play it, it's a historical moment. And, it's, uh, it's, and if you're an arcade video game fan, you can be part of arcade history when you go to Powerhouse Comic Con and play this great arcade system. Um, and then, you know, we have, if you've checked the programming, we have uh, Cobalt uh, Gaming. They're going to be doing Dungeons and Dragons, uh, Pokemon Tournament, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, Yu -Gi -Oh! um, my, uh, what is it? My uh, Hero Academia Tournament and loads of other uh, things going on there, painting uh, uh, miniature figures. There's so much going on. And then we have the movie room where you'll be able to watch Lost in Space episodes, the Captain America movies. Nice. Uh, Avatar Airbender will be playing there mm -hmm. because, you know, all those films are related to the guests. Uh, Jesse Flower from uh, Avatar uh, will be there. And, you know, it's it, she oh, did exactly. a video. She did a video that she wants to post to the fans out in Pleasanton and, and in California. I don't know if we posted it yet, but uh, it should be up shortly. And, and she's a very sweet girl. And I tell you, uh, if I was an anime fan, I would drive from L.A. to Powerhouse house just to see her because it's going to be uh worth it yeah no uh because i already have some of the characters i'm going to bring up and when we interview her uh same thing like i mean we have jackie lastra on this show uh the monday after powerhouse and we met her at at, at gem state and she's another uh just anime darling though so, I mean, she's amazing it's it's uh you know hey i'm too bad i'm not single again she is just <laughs> she's amazing she's a she's a she's uh she's there's perfect. times where i see that daily yeah she's perfect in every way she's a wonderful person yeah i've been hanging out with her on her uh, on her Twitch streams, and she's she's pretty she's pretty fun. Uh, yeah, I, I have yeah, yeah. I, you know I had to mention this. You mentioned Twitch. My yeah. Facebook, I lost the password and I can't get it back. So I'm trying to get on Facebook again. So bear with that for people who know me and who contact me on Facebook. I cannot message or con or communicate with anyone on Facebook anymore. Yeah. And and it seems yeah, like you know told us <laughs> right. And it's like I have Twitch and all these other things. And it seems like I just end up losing these passwords. I can never get back in. You know, it's it's a vicious circle. Sorry, I'm responding. Actually, because uh, we have a break. Uh, What's the name of the shop again? That's, that's what I was about to say right now. Uh, Harbor, yeah, I, was, I wouldn't let me respond either. <laughs> it's called Colossus Girl uh, Memorabilia. And we are on Facebook, and you can go on Facebook and anytime got that password, new, huh? Yeah, anytime new product comes <laughs> out, we uh, we put it on Facebook so people know that they can get it. And Darren, uh, don't think that I forgot about you. I've got a couple questions from Darren Chibi in the chat, but I'm, I'm going to finish up the uh, questions that we have first before I jump into those. Uh, so, in regard to Powerhouse Comic Con, uh, so how much? are the tickets uh, and is there any last minute details for attendees that you want though well tickets are uh 15 online so um gosh that's a good price yeah i know right well yeah and they're the thing is they're 20 at the door so you have to make sure you get them online and uh you know we have had some people say well it used to be ten dollars what happened and i said well you know what happens is uh when the venue raises prices everything raises up right. and uh in the inflation situation right now is hitting the 
convention world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's to survive. That's what we have to do. But for five extra dollars, you're getting a you're getting a $30, $40 show, you know. Right. It's um, still cheaper than most most cons that you're going to oh, go to. Yeah, it's it's, you know, it's like going to a movie. I can I can pay the same price to go to a movie. Mm-hmm. Why do that when I can spend, uh, you know, a good six hours at Powerhouse? Exactly. Have right. a good, and have a good and win free stuff with distance nerdy. You're Hello? darn right. Yeah. <laughs> and play arcade games. Exactly. And and hang out with celebrities. Come on. And, and play arcade games. Right. And you, yes. and you know, and what, you, and, and what you said is hanging out with celebrities mm-hmm. at a Colossus Girl event. Yeah, you are hanging out with celebrities. You're yeah. not waiting in a long line and a volunteer takes your, your thing, has, mm-hmm. the, has the actor autograph it and tells you to go away and you never get to talk to the actor or you never get eye contact. Yeah, a like whole hell of a lot more intimate than uh yeah. than any other cons that you're very nice powerhouse comic con you can pull up a chair next to red brown and say talk about captain america until your heart's content that's and why they're there to about it <laughs> yeah they're there to hang out with you you want to hang out with jesse flower she'll hang out with you that's what it's about yeah there you go so last question before i jump into these uh and, and sold. questions here i know right uh mm-hmm. after powerhouse comic con what do we got next Ooh, uh be may june june would be uh a silver age comic con in reno nevada and uh the voice of goku is the headliner but he's also done a lot of uh movies as well and he was nominated yes. for um i forget the tv show but he's he's a really big actor he was in uh, man in the high castle uh on prime amazon yeah. prime and a lot of stuff and hey one of my favorite guys are going to be there kyle pace so yeah. um and a lot of other uh great actors uh and a vo- voice actress from uh, land before time the voice of siri uh firestar from spider-man and, her, and his amazing friends kathy garver is going to be there um you know artists so much great stuff and we're going to have video game tournaments there oh uh, nice so Very cool we're going to have uh you know some high score tournaments some uh, some uh marvel capcom uh, fighting tournaments there it's it's going to be a lot of fun. so that's uh sean shemmel right that's what sean shemmel the guy who plays goku yeah i was just looking that up no no it's peter columbus columbus you have to go to silveragecomiccon.com and you'll be able to do the list there's been three actors that voiced goku okay okay for sure uh so before we move on to our next segment right here i know dan darren was asking a couple questions uh in regards specifically to uh powerhouse and colossus girl as far as the comic book goes mm-hmm. uh so and people can ask anything i'll answer anything there we go is colossus girl a character from powerhouse comic book so so it's actually the opposite darren uh powerhouse is a character from colossus girls comic book but i'll let uh i'll, I'll let dave uh answer that one yeah mascots which are very important uh, especially in marketing mm-hmm. they're great marketing tools like ronald mcdonald you know <laughs> right uh, we well, interviewed you know, the original ronald mcdonald a while back nice you know, yeah and as you can see by my as you can see by my hat you know i love sports i'm i'm a sports guy and i'm an oakland a's fan obviously and you know what do sports teams have they have mascot and that's what our conventions have every convention has a mascot that represents the area powerhouse represents the bay area um and he's in the team colossus comic books which is all the the mascots together in one team and usually uh the storylines they're fighting corporate conventions most of the time you know and freeing the fans from high prices <laughs> but um you know powerhouse will be getting a one issue origin story eventually and you'll be able to know his origins Very but cool. you know basically it was the conventions that started first and then the mascots uh came on uh through that now colossus girl doesn't have her own convention because she's the he's like the captain america of the team she's like the team leader so like every convention is her convention and then you have powerhouse that's his convention 
you have Gemstar. Uh, her convention is Gem State Comic Con and, okay. and so forth. Metal Ark Comic Con in Oregon. Uh, the mascot there is Metal Ark, the girl with the archer that you see in the comic book. Um, but, you know, it's great to have those comic books because they're they're really conveying a history, just not of, of the comic book or the characters, but of the actual shows. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, you know, how we came up with it is Chris Marinan, who drew for Marvel and DC Comics, um, he approached me and says, hey, you, you know, you want me to do some of these characters for you? And I said, well, you know, I love those old hostess ads in, in the comic books in the 70s, you know, where Hulk would save a couple of kids from some bank robbers and Hulk would throw some hostess in the bank robbers' mouths and all of a sudden they would convert <laughs> to being good because they had a hostess, you know. Obviously. Uh, so- <laughs> right. Now I want to rob a bank. <laughs> right. <laughs> so Hulk can throw a, a ho-ho in your mouth. Right. So um, we, were, <laughs> we were doing like one-page stories like that that we would put in 11 by 17 posters and have them as giveaways and people started liking the characters and said, why just one page? Why not a comic book? So then we started doing the comic books and that's kind of how it all, all came about. Uh, Louis Rivera, Warren Montgomery, uh, they're doing the comic books for Team Colossus. Blake Coker did the origin story for Colossus Girl. Uh, if you want to read the, her story, the origin story, you can pick up that comic book at Powerhouse Comic Con uh, when you check in. And issue number three of Team Colossus will be given away free to the first 100 people uh, at the door. That's awesome. I know, right? Yeah. And we're yeah, the making still... me wish I didn't have to drive from LA. <laughs> and, <laughs> and we're still the only convention with our own comic book. I don't know why uh, anyone hasn't done it yet. Not even the big corporate ones have done their own comic book. It's so clever. It's such a good idea. Like it is. It's a. It's a fun. Not even like it's. I don't know. It's just a fun gimmick isn't the right word but it's i'm it's just a fun it's like it's a fun aspect of the show yeah well it's a comic con right you yeah. should have your own comic books exactly. yeah <laughs> that's a heck of an incentive to be able to have something inclusive like that exactly you know um so darren was also asking is Luis rivera the penciler of the of the powerhouse comic book he is yeah. yes and uh warren montgomery is the inker and letterer and um i'm the storyteller so there you go. And that answers his other question was who comes up with the story so yeah that's me mm-hmm. <laughs> And I also have, if you're interested in stuff that I'm doing, I'm also uh, have an online comic strip, uh, Commando Cody Monthly, that you can oh. check out on commandocodymonthly.com. I'm looking it up now. Yeah, and uh, Chris and I were doing it, uh, and then COVID hit, so we had to stop because of financing. It, it costs money. And then... Um, what? Yeah. Commando COVID. You can't do that for free? No. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then um, Chris became very busy on his schedule, so Luis Rivera took over, and the next installment should be for May should be coming out at any day now nice uh Luis rivera when we were in um in boise he went out to dinner with us when we went and hung out with uh with all the guys out there mm-hmm. that was uh that was that was cool he's he's a really cool guy he's really talented i uh have a lot of respect i have a lot more respect for him because his, his artwork really good but no then, I, yeah no i'm just telling no. me his origin story and where he comes from and everything like that i was like dude that's great yeah where where did you guys go uh uh we ended up going to um to dave and busters to go watch the fight with oh I remember now. Never mind. Okay. There you go. Yeah, with, with with Caesar and all those guys. Oh yeah. Okay. We yeah. And cool. homie and all them. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't mind talking about you know if you want an exclusive I can give it to. Ah, sharing the, <laughs> sharing the chat right now. Uh, Eric Sanchez is saying, "What's up, man?" Hey, Eric. There we go. So uh, that all being on that, um, does anybody else have any questions for uh, for Dave before we uh, move on to the news? I know Eric Sanchez has a question. I know it's just bubbling over. <clears throat> I heard that. Uh, maybe this is a rumor, but isn't Eric Eric's middle name dirty? <laughs> I'll, I'll see myself out. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I've got something for this. 
Thanks. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, you threw in the blue dress joke uh, earlier in the show, right? So you have yeah. consistency. You have consistency. Oh, this man! This man is hilarious. It's I nothing do. but jokes the entire show. I try. Oh, well, he's funny. I like it. I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! All he right. Doesn't love to laugh. Exactly. Uh, so jumping in on this, uh, we're gonna start moving on to the news. Dave, you gonna hang around? Sure. I have one question for you, though. Please. Because it's a serious question because I don't really know the answer to this. Uh -huh. And I'd really like to know because at Powerhouse, if, you know, if you go to most conventions, the promoters, you'll see them. They're always in a three-piece suit or oh, a nice yeah. dress or, they, you know, they're trying to look corporate or whatever it is. And here, Marina and I and, and the Team Colossus crew, we're sitting there with T-shirts, jeans, and backpacks yeah. with medical kits on our backs. And mm -hmm. we're like in the trenches. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we kind of look at ourselves like the... Uh, you know, like uh, T.S. Lewis of, you know, during World War II and in Lawrence of Arabia that were in the trenches actually, you know, working, you know, yeah. still walking around in a suit. And, you know, and people are like, you're just dressed up like anyone else. And I said, yeah, because, you know, why would I be running around in a three-piece suit sweating my butt off when, you know, you have to be comfortable and, you, you know, you're working, you're just not walking around. Right. And you're, you're in the trenches, so you have to be prepared for war, right? Yeah. Um, you know, but in regards to like podcasts and so uh -huh. forth, um, how what other promoters or uh, what promoters do you see doing podcasts or being out there because i'm curious i'm just kind of curious what other promoters are out there doing it there's not very many others that are that are hopping on podcasts and things like mm -hmm. that um like i said you know i uh, the, the only the, the only um, there's maybe two two three actually because uh mike from uh stock and cotton was on last mm -hmm. week right so like you know oh, he, okay i, I you should have told me yeah. Yeah, yeah so 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 mike from stock and cotton was on last week because we were promoting load icon uh and then um and then of course uh our boy rob kaiser from uh capitolicon comes on every now and then too but like it's just the three of you guys are the only ones that we really inter interact with uh and yeah. mike's been more recent you know so i mean like yeah. you know uh and and i would say again barring that i i'm we're just meeting mike you know um rob is probably on the same level as you where it's like he's in the trenches and he's trying to make sure that you know he's promoting and everything like that so it's kind of yeah. like I, I see a lot of similarity similarity between you guys as far as your styles because you're very much like the the best word that i can put out there is man of them a man of the people mm -hmm. right like yeah. you guys are you're, you're one of us you just right. have to be promoting a con at the same time right right you know and, uh, and mike you know i've i've known mike for years mm -hmm. since the second uh show that he's done up in stockton mm -hmm. and uh you know the one thing him and i have in common is we love to talk about baseball we love <laughs> <Yeah>. baseball <laughs> and uh i know that when my dad passed away um him and I had talked on the phone for like three hours. You know what I mean? Um, and so we're, we're close in a lot of regards. But there's one thing that really separates us is I'm an Oakland Athletics fan and he's an Anaheim Angels fan. But that's the, that's the only worse. difference. <laughs> and you guys both hate me because I'm a Giants fan. So I mean, there you go. <laughs> well, can I can I tell you something? I don't hate you because I was at game four of the Bay Bridge World Series and that was oh. uh, the ultimate for me as a fan of for the A's. So Giants can't do any wrong because we beat the crap out of them <laughs> <laughs> <This season. laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, well, see, here's the thing is you can say that, but I've been an A's fan also my whole life, but they also haven't won since I was four years old. Oh, uh, so. <laughs> and, and, and I mean, you know, where my uh, my argument against the, uh, against the Angels comes into play is you guys robbed us of a title in 2001. So it's like <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> Barry Bonds got robbed of his uh, of, of his uh, his chance to, to, to win an actual award. Oh, too. no, I'm telling you, you, you mispronounced roided for, for <laughs> same difference okay yeah. had bonds sorry man well you know I'm, I'm a football fan too and you know i'm loyal to my teams and i'm, I'm a raider fan and thank you know, god I, uh, I have to, I, you I, see his name I, I, oh, I have to say one thing though i'm still bitter over super bowl two those damn green bay packers shouldn't have won that game god, how do you feel about the move? um okay this is this is uh emotional for me um you know you talk about raider somebody who's a raider fan earlier on the show and raider ray okay raider Right. Um, you might know me from this name. I don't know if you do or not, but uh, I used to work with Bob Fitzgerald and I'd come in once in a while on KNBR radio and my my call sign was Raider Dave. And, uh, you know, I would go to the games and it was great because I'd have a Raider Dave jersey oh, uh, and I'd walk in and people would just be handing me beers and I would be drunk before I'd get into the stadium. Yeah, that's the way it is in a Raider game. I was like I a Raider, Raider, Raider jersey. <laughs> yeah. got a custom Raider, um, Raider jersey. Yeah, the last game I went to for the Raiders was Oakland and Los Angeles Chargers. And the only reason why I went to that game is because of the historical historical significance of Al Davis used to coach the original Los oh, Angeles okay. Chargers. And um, I promised myself when they moved to Vegas, I would never see a live football for NFL. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know. I know. I know a lot of. Uh, I have a lot of friends who feel the same way, or or they'll only go to away games. So I, yeah, I, I, I understand the sentiment for sure. As I mean, I'm a Southern California fan, so I don't. I'm not as steeped in the culture, obviously, as it being a hometown type of thing. But so I totally get it. Yeah, but I used to drive down to. LA and watch the Raider games down there and pay 15 bucks to get in for a for a uh, front row seat and you know you get there at 6 a.m. Uh, the guy I used to tailgate with was the uh, was uh, the neighbor of Kevin Costner that he used they used to live right next to each other and uh, <laughs> we they would have they would have tailgate breakfasts and then you'd have tailgate lunch and then you'd tailgate breakfast now and, yeah, and then you'd have <laughs> tailgate dinner and then you would leave and uh, I would end up driving home from LA back to San San Jose, I'd get home like three in the morning the next. For day. years, uh, the the best part of going to the games in Oakland was a tailgate, and that's just a just a, to speaks to how terrible the teams were team was for those years. But I, we always enjoyed the tailgating more than more than the game most times. Oh, of course. Hey, they were terrible, but Art Shell, he was not a very good coach, but he was a great offensive lineman and a great human being. There you go. Absolutely. All right, guys, we got to start moving in because time is ahead of us. Uh, Whenever we- I come on, we end up talking sports. <laughs> we're, in, we're we're already an hour in, fellas. Buckle up. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? We haven't even started the news yet. Okay, now, um, so What's with that powered by said, also powered by <laughs> Gubby. Uh, you see how much I've been drinking. Uh, so that all being said, guys, it's time. Download. Now, guys, check out the Distance Nerdington post for more news, all of the trailers, reactions, and let us know what you're nerding out on. This week, we got trailers for the Green Lantern animated movie. Miss Marvel's new teaser came out. Uh, Hustle with Adam Sandler. 
uh love death and robots volume three which i know thick you're probably i'm so in i'm oh my gosh such a good show right Westworld season four come on dude come <laughs> galloping on. back on the screens that trailer looks so dope right oh my I, it's one of my favorite shows of all time is Westworld. oh and, yeah dude it's so uh, good see see wait. like I, you know what's funny is i heard a lot of people talk smack about season three and then i watched it and was like i do why it's so it's good so good <laughs> it is so good what it was is because it wasn't in the west and right. people were pissed about it because it's like oh it's taking place in the future now like that's where the whole show takes place i love i love that they added aaron paul uh, yeah he's such a good character in that and everybody i mean everybody in there's phenomenal like yeah. there's all such tandy newton uh evan rachel wood tandy all newton is such a badass in this show mm -hmm. so good. have you guys seen the movie by any chance any of you the old the 80s movie? One? yeah no I, I didn't watch the original one i watched it after after i started watching the show i actually went back and watched the movie because you know, technically the true. show the show is not a remake it's it's a sequel to right. the show yeah. to the movie that's, that's actually why exactly why i went and watched the movie oh uh, gotcha <clears throat> uh, and then the last trailer we have on there is pistol which is the sex pistols biopic that's coming up okay all right okay. well that's that is true <laughs> sex so, pistols are very good oh yeah no and that's that's why i was saying like um not not only were they like an influential punk band but it's just uh it, it's a it's a whole biopic about like their journey and everything that they went through and everything like that i think that's on hulu right I believe that's that's on right yeah so uh so coming up with the first story here guys dancing dirty nobody puts me in a corner true, true. unless that corner has tacos or do, do no, we have tacos <laughs> There's always tacos under the table. You know that. <laughs> I know that. That's cool. Director Jonathan Levine, best known for his films 50-50 and Warm Bodies, as well as the series Nine Perfect Strangers, has signed on to direct the sequel to the 1987 classic Dirty Dancing. The, the follow-up film will welcome back Jennifer Grey in the role of Francis Baby Houseman. The original movie take, uh, took place in the 60s. This film uh, sees Baby return to Kellerman's in the 1990s. How do you, how do you guys feel about this? Uh, add it to the list. Add it to the list. <laughs> Of, of of remakes and sequels that we don't need. <laughs> We don't need you. Don't need a Dirty Dancing sequel that There's takes place thirty years after the original, right? Yeah. I, and yeah. spoiler alert: it's 2022. The dance is probably going to be a lot less dirty. Well, it's it's based <laughs> in no, the nineties. No. It's going to be in the nineties though. Oh. But Patrick so, Swaziland well, is right. not going to be in it because right. spoiler alert: he's still dead. <laughs> now the movies, uh, the movies' music will range from songs from the original movie, uh, so things like "Hungry Eyes" is still among the songs to set set to return uh, to nineties hip hop. Levine also named check Alanis Morissette and uh, Liz Fair as artists whose songs could potentially feature. So okay. we're going to get like Liz Fair and Alanis Morissette with 90s hip hop in Dirty Dancing. A little ironic. Yeah. Don't you Don't think? I beat you. Think? you. Yeah. Now we have an I've had my life Synopsis. <laughs> like the remember, James wrote all this. All right. So, <laughs> no, you don't say. Right. Like the original, the sequel. The sequel will be a coming of age romance centered on this experience of a young woman at the summer camp. But baby's own journey will intertwine with this to create a multi layered narrative. Sure. Why they already not? did this movie though. It's called Grease Two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they did a Dirty Dancing prequel with like in like 2010 or something like that. Oh, and you know what? Right. Nobody remembers. Yeah, that everybody yeah. forgot happened. <laughs> no one remembers. Yeah, I got the next one. <laughs> yeah, Dirty Dancing: The Sequel is expected to dance its way into theaters Come in 2024. Not even shimmy its way onto your screen. Not gonna <laughs> do the robe, do the reboot robot. Not even take my money. <laughs> I'll say this. I'll say this. Would you rather see what they plan on doing, or would you rather see something like? Uh, 
Alien versus Predator, where you have uh, RDS, where you, where you have uh, Dirty Dancing versus uh, Footloose, and call it uh, the dance off. Yeah. Okay. That's in Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy, isn't it? Take my money. <laughs> I'm I'm in. That's fine. As long as it's a reality show. <laughs> All right. So you got the next one. Yeah. So there's Netflix and Chill, and now there's Redbox and Soup. No, <laughs> Redbox is acquired by a surprising company. Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment has struck a deal to acquire Redbox, which has more than 30,000 video rental kiosks around the U.S. for $375 million. Chicken <laughs> Soup for the Soul Entertainment. That's a thing? Was Yeah, so now you have to go to the Redbox and get a book, a movie from Chicken Soup and then go inside the, the store and get some chicken soup to eat. I yeah, guess so. <laughs> uh, the, the deal will be an all-stock transaction, which adds Redbox to Chicken Soup for the Soul video portfolio that I don't know that any of us knew they had. I did already includes <laughs> ad supported video streaming platform Crackle Plus. All I know is that was the main book for lonely middle-aged women in the early 2000s. Any of them. If you ask what motivational book do you have on your shelf? Chicken Soup for the fucking soul was on it. Every yeah, well, woman had it. I It's insane. Well, let's be honest. Meme? Redbox is probably for uh, lonely people too. So, I mean, it's kind of on brand for them, I guess. That's if there's true. any meme that purely describes this whole situation Situation. It's the Pulp Fiction. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was even unaware there was a Crackle Plus. I mean, I knew about Crackle, but not Crackle Plus. Oh, yeah. But his description of uh, Chicken Soup of the Soul is the same description as Fifty Shades of Grey. They're going to have that movie now. (laughs) 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 They're going to make that mashup. It's going to be called Chicken Soup for the Hole. (laughs) (laughs) And it's going to be a sequel, Chicken Soup for the Other Hole. Oh, God. Okay, continue reading this. I didn't know this either. (laughs) Given that there are four times as many Redbox kiosks as there were blockbuster video stores at the company's peak, it goes without saying that this acquisition immediately makes Chicken Soup for the Soul one of the biggest players in the home entertainment space. There are also 40 million Redbox Perks users, a subscription service that offers free one-night rentals and other services. The deal is expected to close in the second half of 2022, subject to regulatory approval and the deal being formally finalized. That's crazy. What? That's crazy. <laughs> what? what? I, don't, I don't understand what's happening. This is, like, this is as I didn't nuts. know a subscription service. So, so this is as nuts as Netflix getting so popular that they force Blockbuster to go out of business and then they make a documentary about hey how about the, how they push blockbuster out of business <laughs> what this is so confusing man i mean there's one at every 7-eleven and I mean, you go to certain yeah. cities and you can't go you can't go to two blocks without seeing three 7-elevens but I'm, oh yeah no uh but, but what i'm saying is they, i didn't know that redbox had a subscription service so it's like right. oh, oh yeah you can stream that, movies you, off redbox dude and then my, on uh, my smart tv has has a redbox button on the remote right Alrighty. but then the crackle thing too is like okay i thought crackle died dude snap crackle pop this shit let's do it it's crackle plus so it's uh, i mean it's a disney snap crackle plus <laughs> it's amazon isn't it i, I guess mm-hmm. uh, all i know is in reality it's just Open! all right let's just keep going here uh guys yeah get your pocketbooks coin purses google what a pocketbook is <laughs> and a coffee can of money you have hidden under the bed you're gonna need it betty white's estate auction is coming and it will reportedly contain all of the golden girls memory which means that oh, I'm in. We're we need to be there, Ray. We we do. All right. Can you imagine the state sale at that place? That'd be fan. Oh god, uh, it'd be so many people. So many people there. You think Ryan Reynolds will be there? Oh, he's gonna be there. He's buying everything. You're darn right. He's probably gonna go there and just like he's he, he's gonna um shoot him a it and just buy it before everybody has a chance. Yes. <laughs> if 
anybody buy the house, just going to buy the whole place. I'm just going to buy the whole place right now. Uh, fans of Betty White will be able to bid for items from the late comedian's collection with upwards of 1,500 lots expected to be sold. That's Ooh. a lot of lots. I know. That's, lots that's, that's, lots. that's more than one day worth of auction. Yellow bet. Yeah. Uh, the list of items to be sold include Betty White's awards, scripts, wardrobe, and memorabilia from her long list of famous films and TV shows like Mary Tyler Moore. Are, and you, saying, are you saying I can buy Betty White's G-string? Oh, yes. I'm Absolutely. Down. There's some of us that didn't have to buy it, sir. Yeah. Oh! oh! <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> Hello. I'm waiting for the modest sale. <laughs> there will also be there will also be furnishings from her. Oh, wait a minute. I've got something for this. Uh, there will also be furnishings from her home. What? Art, artwork from her collection. What? Jewelry. What? And assorted personal and household items from her properties in Brentwood. What? And Carmel, California. What? Uh, in people, <laughs> people's view gallery of the auction. What? You can get a sense of where prices for the auction will fall items like betty white's wedding ring from uh i lost hold on uh betty white's wedding ring from her marriage to her husband alan ludden will start at uh we'll start in the 600 to 800 range uh what? a van cleef what? and uh arpels roach and diamonds from and sapphires will be in the 1400 to 1600 range nope nope scripts from golden girls the thousand oh my god i need these uh <laughs> well two scripts from golden girls the pilot and the finale script signed by the cast will fall for three thousand to five thousand range. Hold on, Jackie. We need I need this. I need three to five thousand dollars. She's wasting away because no one made her supper. I I, I I I need her to approve this. <laughs> not <laughs> listed is the I, mean, I don't see it. The price for a G string. No, it's not there. No G string. Oh, That's on a different lot. Approve of this because it's signed by all of them, and I need this. Okay. Well, aside from my excitement here, the auction will reportedly be a three day event, which I kind of called at the beginning of this, uh, which will be held in Beverly Hills as well as online starting on September 23rd. The unofficial inaugural and final Golden Girls Estate Con. Dude, I'm shaking with how excited I am that I, there's a chance that I will not be able to get that uh, script. And I'm shaking with how much I'm judging you. You're darn right. That that I actually want to go and buy uh, the, 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 the all, folks. script that was signed by all four of them. That's cool. That is very cool. Come on, man. That belongs in a museum. It does. It does. That's probably where I end up putting it, in the museum of my home. Mm. <laughs> that's a side note. You know, sometimes I buy pop Funko Pops. I'm like, oh, this would be cool to get signed. And then I'm like, oh, wait, this person's not alive anymore. <laughs> so there goes that. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. That's the reason why they don't have the Buck Roger Pops, because they're waiting for all the actors to pass away before they oh. re release them. That's grim, brother. It is grim. They don't want to pay the actors. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, image. No. Image. Yep. Hold on to your baby Yodas. Filoni and Favre are back. Filoni and Those are the best, Favre aren't are back. Favre. 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 No, Garrett, I will not calm down. Darren told me to uh, i'm sorry i'm jumping back into it. he said betty white auction calm down mickey i'm like i'm not gonna calm down <laughs> no there's no calming him down when there comes to the betty white or golden girls number yeah. there's no calming him betty white was my favorite actress but my favorite character on the show uh was was definitely b arthur so i mean uh, well and estelle getty estelle getty was pretty amazing too but anyways i still getty was for just because how, how mean she was i i, I gravitate towards that she's just a jerk them. it was both of them well yeah that's true yeah, yeah that, i mean well that, that, that tracks you know 
was sarcastic mean, and it was great. Uh huh. The announcement <laughs> came with a tweet from the official Star Wars Twitter account. Dave Filoni wrote the series and is executive producing with John Favreau. The direct the directing lineup has yet to be officially announced. The series stars Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka Tano, which man, she killed it when uh, when she appeared. Um, Natasha Liu Bordizzo, who plays Sabine Wren, and Mary Elizabeth Winstead in an undisclosed role. It also stars Ivana Sakno and Hayden Christensen, who will be back as. I heard about that. Darth Vader. So she Darth like Vader. soft confirmed that on her um on her Twitter. Oh. Because like nobody knew that Hayden was going to be in the show and she mentioned something about working with him uh on set for Star Wars. Oh, that's right. She took some heat for that too. Yeah, she took a lot of heat because it cuz she was just talking about how cool he is and they were just like, "Oh, I kind of just dropped the ball and Vader is going to be in in Soka." <laughs> uh, and it just kind of it, but there was but still it was like, "Oh my god, like we didn't know that he was going to be in," which means that that makes me more excited for the um the Obi-Wan. way he's portraying Vader in in Obi Wan yeah because that means that they're they're behind him yes it's I'm excited nice. I'm excited for all of it I'm excited for all of it yeah. it's just it's nice to see him actually have a, a job again and work yeah again. not only that just be able to redeem that character absolutely and then I I even read that he uh he watched all the animated stuff too so like yes. for reference so I mean he's like he's fully in yeah which is like you know uh hands down you know everybody has mentioned that his portrayal or that the, the voice actor who portrays him in Clone Wars was the best version of Anakin Skywalker so that I, I guarantee he went and watched it and was like okay how do I refine my character so that way I can reflect this more and mm-hmm. I make my performance that much better you know like I, I I love that he took it that seriously and he wasn't offended by all the people who you know were just like I hate your character and it's like cool let me just come back and show you guys you're all dicks <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, and I'm all for it, man. Right. Hello there. Uh, so I breathe philonopsy. I was gonna do it, but perfect. I got you, man. <laughs> the story follows Ahsoka and Sabine as they hunt for Grand Admiral Thrawn in hopes that it will lead them to find lost Ezra Bridger, the young Jedi who disappeared with Thrawn many years ago. Which you're gonna have to go watch the animated series if you're not familiar. Yeah, and I'm excited because Admiral Thrawn. Uh, and I know is the best Star Wars character. Yeah, I was gonna say I know he's he's. Excited excited for that because we had lengthy conversations on this show about yeah. how badass Thrawn is. So, yeah, he's and the because best. he's legitimately badass, not because they inflated him like Boba Fett. No, he's legitimately... <clears throat> He's scary in combat. He's the best uh, commander, I think, in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Like, he's the smartest uh, military mind, definitely. Uh, yeah, he's great. He's, I love He's the only, he's the only Imperial that rivals Vader as far as, like, yeah. command and, and strategy and everything like that. I mean, I would say strategically, he's still, a, he's still a more formidable character than Vader. Vader's, yeah. Vader has a lot of raw power. He's intimidating. Yeah. You know, like, he, he, Vader can, can get a lot of things done, but mostly through fear and power yeah he's a different type of fear and power and he's he outthinks everybody yeah. he's five Th- steps ahead of everybody before Thrawn, they even going on Ron does what you guys tell me that batman would do in the way yeah. batman would win every fight oh, yes. because yeah. he's batman that's what Thrawn does he just yeah. know he knows how to beat his enemy before they even start fighting it's a hundred percent exactly that like Thrawn is that scary of a character yeah the and official release date oh nice yes oh, oh no oh. okay so he's doing um that's uh, the man right there yeah <laughs> 
but the thing, okay, so I love Peter Cushing. All right, I'm just gonna say, uh, <laughs> um, I'm just gonna say, I don't. So as as great as Grand Moff Tarkin is, and the strategy that he has, he also has a lot of hubris, right? Like the thing about Grand Moff Tarkin is, we all know his major uh, mistake is uh, when when he was told by his generals that he needed to pull out. He says, "In our grand moment of triumph," and then and we've and, all been and there, bites him in the ass, right? But I mean, like you know, um, Grand Moff Tarkin, I'm not Grand Moff Tarkin, sorry. Uh, Admiral Thrawn already has contingencies for everything. Yeah. You know, there's no way for him to lose. And it's kind of and, like... And I know I've said it before, but I'll say mm -hmm. it again. Anybody who, who even is a little curious about Thrawn and you want to know, read or listen to the books. There's six yes. books out right now that are new, that are that are canon. They're yeah. not the old ones from the 80s. There's six books. They just came out with the last one like two months ago uh, of the Thrawn, the Thrawn. The six Thrawn books are just amazing. I'm on yeah. the last one now and they're so great and I it really audible just to get them oh definitely Re and if audible. you do get audible the audiobooks are so well performed use the code nerding 10 to get nothing yes thank you uh, <laughs> yeah but the voice the voice actor who plays thrawn in uh in the book is amazing and yeah it's so great if, if you get a chance and you have an extra audible credit get the thrawn books period well, they, they cast the voice actor who played him in the series to now in the show now i That's say crazy. this if you're a fan of like jedis and lightsabers it's not the book for you because right. it's not about it's not that you don't there's not a lot of force power in the books there's not a lot of jedi stuff there's not a lot of lightsabers it's all military tactical uh, like strategy book and it's mm -hmm. so good oh so great yeah. how, mm -hmm. i was just gonna ask how many uh star wars characters uh in the universe that darth vader actually listened to and uh and uh and they commanded vader i mean oh one himself well no there was um, Emperor uh, and uh, turkin those were the only oh, two yeah, guys yeah. right yep um, at the time that Grand Admiral Thrawn was in power, Vader wasn't a thing yet. So that's the whole thing is like, oh, for the most part, uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn, um, he was more of a background player. Uh, and then he only showed himself when like, it was kind of like, you know, we have to neutralize these threats or things like that. But uh, they talk about the books that, you know, in the time that they did cross over, like Thrawn did have the, uh, he, he did have the rank and authority to command Vader. Yeah, it's the, the if you want to know a good book to read on on Thrawn and Vader, uh, the, uh, there's the second book in the original book trilogy. It has it goes from uh, it goes from present day with Thrawn and Vader to um, to like old Thrawn, like young Thrawn and young Anakin, and they meet up on this land, planet randomly, and you get to see their story from the past. Who it's great, it's hmm. so good. Oh. But it's too bad that Tarkin died uh, during the Death Star uh, explosion because if he would have survived, who he would have saved all those other uh commanders from being choked by vader in the next two movies <laughs> <laughs> grand admiral thrawn during that point uh, during like the between episode four through six was basically like lost in space yeah you know he so got, that whole thing yeah he got a um what's called discommunicate like not, not, yeah discommunicated from the chiss ascendancy like he was with the chiss ascendancy in the outskirts of space and then he got picked up by uh by the by, uh, by like the empire yeah so like the, the, the reason that you don't see him through episode four through six i mean obviously because he wasn't written yet but i mean like the the, <laughs> that. The, the the reason that they um that they have him like disappeared during the whole time that vader's in power and everything like that and the end in the time of the empire and why he just kind of shows up after the empire's uh 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 disavowed and everything like that there was uh um, basically there's this event that happens at the end of rebels where uh the ship that he's in um like ezra sabotages the the, the hyperdrive and they get like lost in space and it takes 
takes a while for him to find his way back to uh to the galactic republic and he basically just reasserts himself into power there you go but so uh ahsoka is supposed to be like you know him finding his way back to um to the, uh, the republic uh and and picking up that storyline so great. it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see kind of like what, what like where thrawn picks up and, and during yeah. Ahsoka because that's after episode six in between and episodes. this is my prediction so we got we had the mandalorian which spun off to boba fett and to ahsoka and now ahsoka is gonna have thrawn and i am almost positive we're gonna get a thrawn series oh i hope they do i do i don't see how we don't get a thrawn series yeah admiral thrawn is too he's too compelling of a character yeah and he's also just i mean he's a badass hand-to-hand dude too like if yeah, you ever you see him in combat like he's the kind of guy that can go into combat with a with a bow staff and like be a battalion of stormtroopers shooting at him like not that that's an achievement in our world because you know stormtroopers can't hit shit but i mean like um in, in a world where stormtroopers are supposed to be accurate right uh he's the kind of guy that can like run into a like run he, he, he can he can win a gunfight with a knife that's the kind of guy he is yep you know? um so anyway that, that's happened in the book i've, I've yeah. read that <laughs> so pulling back to to the soka on disney plus no that's the official not release date is definitely a gray jedi area as oh. we do not have one as of yet uh. I think they just started filming like two, three days ago. I think that, uh, that was the original tweet that that was like the start of filming on it, like the yeah. principal oh. stuff on it. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's 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 good that they're that they're finally getting that series because I'm excited for it. I know I, I know everybody else. Hopefully, everybody else is excited for that series too. Oh, I'm stoked! Can't wait. Fucking snips. All right, these aren't the jokes you're looking for. Hello there. All right, um, <laughs> most. <laughs> <laughs> the most anticipated Star Wars TV series to date is finally set to arrive this month, but is already ruled out for Emmy consideration for 2022. Come on. Oh. According to Variety, a limited series like Obi-Wan Kenobi needs to uh, needs to release all of their episodes before June 16th. The Disney Plus series is set to conclude on June 22nd, meaning that the eligibility window will push to the 2023 awards. Hmm. Open Opsis! Obi-Wan Kenobi takes place in the years between Revenge of the Sith and the New Hope. After the rise of the Empire, Obi-Wan went into hiding on Tatooine, keeping keeping watch, I can't read right now, keeping watch over Anakin's son, Luke Skywalker, from afar. After the death of Padme, the one who beat Darth Maul somehow, (laughs) and Anakin's turn to the dark side, newborn twins Luke and Leia were split up. Luke was sent to live with his aunt and uncle under the watchful eye of Obi-Wan, while Leia was adopted by Senator Bail Organa. And became royalty while Luke is skin just Looking chilling the salt mines almost dying the moisture Leia, what a what a rap that guy he, he farms water that's what he yeah. does and not even real water he farms like evaporation yeah uh, we will say hello there to hello. the first two episodes of Obi Wan Kenobi, and they are debuting on May 27th. Woo. I'll wait for the DVD. <laughs> Ouch! What's a DVD? Blu-ray, whatever, whatever's out today. <laughs> I'll wait. For, I'll wait for the DVD. I'm waiting. Laser disc. It'll be fine. I'm waiting for the. Oh, damn. <laughs> for the laser disc. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> you gotta flip it over like a record. Oh, <laughs> I killed Big Joke. Sorry. Oh, man. So good. <laughs> <laughs> Switching gears, Amazon has some good slash bad news for Jack Ryan fans. The bad news, Amazon's Tom Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan, which stars John Krasinski, is set to come to an end with its fourth season, which is currently in production. The good news, there's a spinoff series in the works that will replace it, and that series will star Michael Peña's as Ding Chavez, who, as Ding Chavez, who is another character from Clancy's Jack Ryan literary universe. His name is Ding. 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 
Ding, ding, Chavez done. You know what? Chavez done. I just love John Krasinski so much. He is like, he. I mean, if I could give him a nickname, like a random nickname, it would definitely be Mr. Fantastic. You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) I almost killed a joke about it. I didn't. No, if I could give him a nickname. (laughs) Watched it this morning. We're fine. (laughs) Peña's character will be introduced in the final episode of the upcoming third season before, spoiler alert, during the castle time in season four. So there will be a smooth transition to the spinoff, which is in early development. Krasinski had originally committed to four seasons of Jack Ryan when he signed on to take on the iconic role previously portrayed by Alec Baldwin, Harrison Ford, Ben Affleck, and Chris Pine. Yeah. Jack Ryan comes to an end after season four. Season three is expected to be released sometime in 2023, which I am a big fan of that show. I really oh, yeah, enjoyed no, that. I was going to say, I dig that show, man. Like, uh, I, I, I've, I've been waiting for the for the third season. For It feels like forever. Yeah, it has been, yeah. Right? Because uh, my old roommate is the one that got me into it. He kept telling me, like, dude, you have to watch this. You have to watch this. So I started watching at season two and i was like god damn it i need i need more <laughs> that's one of those shows i think on a couple of shows back when i was we were, i forgot what we were talking about but it was regarding amazon prime shows and i was like there's nothing on there that i want to see and then i was like oh wait and i was thinking back and that's one of those ones that got me hooked between that and watching bosch the, those are the, the couple of shows that really got me hooked on some of the amazon prime I, shows i don't know if it's amazon prime but i know it was on there if you guys haven't seen mr robot i know the last i checked it was on amazon prime that's another show i need to start Such watching. an amazing show it's a it's a solid like four seasons it's really, really good. And uh, and what's his eyebrows? Uh, Sam, what's his name? The guy who plays Remy Malik. Remy oh, Malik. Yeah, yeah, the best. He is so good in that. You you really need to watch it. It's Christian really Slater's in it. I'll be right back. <laughs> Mic drop. I, I I think I watched like the first two seasons of that, and I think right that's right around when we discontinued our our cable service. So we were like, eh. So I don't. I have no idea how it ended, but it, it was it was a really good show. And then it started kind of getting into the weeds with the. It was it's like a if you watch X Files long enough, you know, kind of it, it gets way out there. But I mean, it was still really well done. It was a really good show. Yeah. No, I I agree. It was it was really well done, man. Um, it's it's kind of hard because I mean Jack Ryan has a crap ton of books. If you've ever read a Jack Ryan book, mm. um, but then. I not, but. Uh, like you have like all of these kind of different iterations of it like you have uh harrison ford uh, you had uh, uh alec baldwin you know and a lot of people didn't realize how many movies they did as jack ryan mm-hmm. and then they did the one with uh with ben affleck that um it was a uh, sum of all fears uh and then you had the reboot uh shadow recruit which was chris pine and yeah, I, I don't like that one I, I i dug the chris pine one but the whole thing was they i guess he didn't want to continue doing the whole franchise for that mm-hmm. so that's why they did john krasinski John Krasinski is perfect. The way that he plays the character, like he's he's half naive, but he's also like you know still like you know kind of it's a very much guy. every man. He's a yeah. very every man type of guy, you know, because that's the whole thing. That's kind of what you want with Jack Ryan. He was an analyst. He wasn't he wasn't a field agent, and he became a field agent. That's what I like about the way that he plays the character. Is he's very like okay, well if I have to do this, I'll do it. But I mean, you know, this is not what I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I very well. Yeah, that that was that that was one of the things that was appealing to the, about the show was he didn't go in there as like some kind of badass it was like I, i'm doing this I, I have no choice yeah. uh darren no i was not a marine i was in uh, i was in the army so he was saying he remembers in another stream that uh that that i was a marine at some point like, no i was i was in the army i was in special operation uh i wasn't when when i say that <laughs> i wasn't like a badass in special operations i was more of like the dude who fixed the radios for the for the badasses <laughs> so here you go this one's charged yeah it, <laughs> not even that it was more so like you know if there was a radio that went down i was the 
the one that was like, you know, fixing it and making sure it worked and all that kind of stuff. You know, uh, I got injured when I was doing the cool guy stuff uh, and didn't get a chance to actually go out and do cool guy stuff. So there we go. Copy that radio. Yep. That's that's actually partially. Well, my last name is what where I got my war name, but like uh, a lot of people like mixed it to that. So my war name is Tinkerbell for those that don't know that. <laughs> I guess I was aware um, because my last name is Foray. It looks like fairy. So I had an NCO that was like, oh, OK, you're a fairy. So I'm going to call you Tinkerbell. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it got shortened to Tink. And a lot of people assumed that Tink meant that I was a tinker or that I was like the dude that like because I fixed radios. And I was like, yeah. And I would correct people. I'd be like, no, it's Tinkerbell. <laughs> <laughs> so because we both have names that kind of sound like other things, if you if you could think of one, what do you think my nickname would be compared like based on my last name, which is Simonich, which kind of sounds like a, a kind of a curse word. Some of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Simon says, mother. Yeah. <laughs> like, what what is Smokey and the Bandit? Smokey and the Bandit. The, the oh, yeah. Go, some bitch. <laughs> some bitch. Some bitch. We'll look, look down on that, some bitch over there. Oh, I'll, say a pro, uh, I'll say a propane and propane accessories. God damn it, Bobby. God damn it, Bobby. <laughs> So, all that being said, uh, hold on, I gotta, I gotta fix my banner. What? Huh? What? 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 Huh? A new what? season and a spinoff of Jack. Oh my God, he didn't fix it. Wow. <laughs> oh no, he did. Okay, <laughs> a new season and a spinoff of Jack Ryan is music to my ears. But speaking of music, what? Huh? First launched and introduced by Apple co-founder Steve Jobs in 2001, Apple revolutionized the way we consume music. Now Apple has announced that it will officially be discontinuing. I still have my official. Uh, original ipod i still have that yeah it's line of ipod devices it's really i have mine too but i can't find a charger for it oh god the the 30 pin you're not yes gonna yeah. you're not gonna find a 30 pin mm -hmm. uh one of our family friends she found her old ipod video and i'm like i used to watch movies on this in high school yeah. i legitimately watched movies on a screen that was this big <laughs> it's the worst kids nowadays am i right am i right well, it was a terrible <laughs> idea up to no end so that all being said i have an ipod nano seventh generation you have a what now? iPad, iPod 7th generation options. I must have been cutting out. What was it? It's not good for my... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Take my money. Music has always been part of our core at Apple, and bringing it to hundreds of millions of users in a way iPod did impacted more than just the music. It also redefined how music, in, how music is discovered, listened to, and shared. Today, the spirit of iPod lives on. We've integrated in incredible music experience across all of our products from the iPhone to the Apple Watch to HomePod Mini and across Mac, iPod, and Apple TV. iPad and Apple TV, sorry. And Apple Music delivers industry-leading sound quality with support from for spatial audio. There's no better way to enjoy, discover, and experience music. Fluff, fluff, fluff. Well, here's the Dying. thing. Here's the thing. They're talking about Apple Music. Funny enough, that's what I play all of our music on is through Apple Music. That is oh. funny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and the thing about that is it's because a lot of people use Spotify. A lot of people use like you know the different music services that are out YouTube there YouTube music yeah the reason I use Apple music is because Napster. when I worked at Apple <laughs> Napster, when I worked at Apple we we got Apple music for free right and I built so many custom playlists and so many different things and the way it's integrated between my laptop and my phone and everything oh, yeah. like that I I continued using it even to when I left Apple when I started paying for it like I continued to pay for it and it's like I had no reason to go over to Spotify or any of the other ones because I get so 
much out of Apple Music at this point. Right. You know, um, but I'm the same way. I'm very much like I have an iPhone and not an Android because I just they came on first and I never I just got so used to it. So same thing applies to me with Apple Music. It came on. I think it had a Motorola rocker way back in the day. And so I had so that that was my introduction to iTunes. So I just kind of stuck with it. So everything was the other stuff was so foreign to me. So that was the same thing with me. Like, I know for a fact there's some Samsung phones that are amazing. And the Google like the Google Pixel phones. Great. But I've used an i. Uh, 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 an iPhone for so long I can't go anywhere else like it's just I feel like that old man like I just can't quit I can't change my ways now here's the thing I use both because I, I, when it comes to phones like I have I, my, my personal phone and my my work phone now are, are iPhones but for the longest time when I worked at Amazon my secondary phone was an Android because if I ever had to troubleshoot something uh, I needed an Android operating system to make to see if it was like you know an operating system issue or if it was like a system issue yeah. and so I had um I had a Galaxy S7 uh, as my secondary phone uh, just so that way I could test stuff. So like I was able to play with both of them and I got pretty familiar with Android. Um, As cool as it is to be able to customize your system, you're also opening yourself up to a lot of vulnerabilities that you don't get on the iPhone, you know? And the whole thing is like, there's a lot of like, there's also a lot of like where people are like, I like to be able to control everything on my phone. You also have a lot more stuff that you can mess up and cause problems with. And if you know, you know, your parents and it's like, you know, how my mom you know presses one button and fucks up her entire phone yep. you know android gives you 20 times more to do that right so it's like at least with an iphone i can just press a button and it goes back with an android it's like up oh, you're fucked sorry right <laughs> i'm so i'm amazed at the technology i mean uh, it's surpassed me i'm still using my sony walkman you, know, so. <laughs> <laughs> you and starload both brother <laughs> now i have another opsis here it is a basically opsis what is it basically opsis it's basically a synopsis basically Opsis. Hello there. Okay. Hi. Shut up. Hi. My money. The reason <laughs> Apple said in the statement is that its other devices have melded music into their functionality. The iPhone, Apple Watch, iPad, and HomePod Mini all duplicate the iPod's music streaming abilities. The company noted. So basically, the, the, the reason they're getting rid of the iPod is because all the functions of the iPod are pretty much integrated in every device that they that they popularly sell. It's true. Like it's probably also like a manufacturing thing. I remember when I worked at Apple. Chips and stuff. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, like when I worked at Apple, there wasn't many people buying iPods. It was like, okay, I'm going to go and buy an iPod for my kids because I don't want to buy them an iPhone. Right. This was in, well, I left Apple in 2014, 2015, you know? So it's like a lot of times people were were doing that because they didn't want to get their kids phones. Now people just buy their kids like a, a, a last generation phone and just leave it be and don't get yeah. them activated, you know? And it's like, okay, when I want my kid's phone to be activated, I'll activate this, you know, last generation one because kind of how it is with everything else. They don't deserve a brand new phone. So I'm going to give them. Darn right they don't. Well, yeah, that, that's her. Like our daughter, she's 23, so she's obviously you know old enough to do all that stuff her own. But what we would do is when we would update our phone, we would give her our old one, so it's already exactly. paid for, it's already done. So and then so we'd use her account and upgrade our phone, and we just do the switcheroo thing. And but so there was never a need to just have just the iPod. Yeah, and I'm talking to you, Caden. Caden, you don't need a new phone. Your iPhone 10 is just fine. Who that there? James. Who that is? What's happening, everybody? <laughs> all of a sudden, James brings himself in here. Look at that. Hello, James. Welcome, James. Hey, Dave's here. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. What do you Sorry, mean, welcome? I was, I, was busy. I was busy playing my... <laughs> you can't welcome us when you just show a blade. Can you give me I a high five? I was playing my I.I. Arcade, so sorry. I was, I was really busy. You're playing your I.I. Arcade? You have one? Yeah, they sent me one. It was really jet. nice of them. Son of a... the jet. Yeah. What were you playing? <laughs> Retromania, you know, right? Oh. That's, that's the game to play. We're 
we're gonna have to get together on some online <laughs> i'm just teasing they didn't send me one but i do want one <laughs> and my birthday is in july so just for everybody out there just fyd he's got a tiger electronic yeah. lcd game right now that's what he's playing exactly <laughs> We'll you start a GoFundMe. Right? You know those are back, right? Yeah, I know. I know they are. <laughs> <laughs> they brought back the Tiger Electronics from the 90s. I had the Bo Jackson one where one side was baseball and the other side was football. I loved that thing. Oh, man. That is awesome. Well, James, since you're joining us on the last uh, uh, article in the download, mm -hmm. uh, did you mm -hmm. want to read the last one? Oh, and you're just throwing me into the... Yeah. Because your accent. In, in character, please. Do it. All right. Ready? Hello there. What's an iPod, precious? Stupid hobbits is. Stupid hobbits is <laughs> so bad. <laughs> All right. Electronic Arts has partnered with Middle Earth Enterprises, and together they are developing a new Lord of the Rings game titled Lord of the Rings Heroes of Middle Earth. Oh, God. I This is going to be a pay-to-play game. It's going to happen. It's be, mainly because it's from EA. So it's like... Mm -hmm. They are touting it. It's going to be a free-to-play free, free -to -play mobile game. Of course it's free-to-play. They're all free-to-play now. It's free-to-play. Yeah. You get to download it for free, but then you got to pay for the characters and they only give you a certain amount of time to play and you have to yeah. pay to get extra time it's that's, the exact reason why i was excited for the diablo game to come on mobile but i'm like i'm sure it's gonna be pay to play i'm yeah, sure it is that's what they do you guys oh, are EA. just being downers no Lord the, ea Lord of the rings is hot right now yeah but ea so hot right now <laughs> ea 100 is known for all their mobile yeah. games are pay to play that's all the their that, games are all their games period yeah, yeah that's so why, hot right now that's why star wars uh um, Battlefront, uh, Battlefront Battle, 2. Yeah. Like, that's why Battlefront 2 got such a bad rap was because they made it pay to play. I still like playing it. it yeah. Was fun. But if like if you want to play as Darth Maul, you had to pay like an extra $15 on top of the $50 game price just for that it. one character. I feel that. Or they made it to where it was like impossible to unlock him. It was like, you know, you can unlock him by uh, getting 5 million kills in game yeah. or uh, and like the like, specific kills or you can pay to unlock character right now. Take me back to the days where I could send in serial box ops and get the free thing yeah like, the, like me, the star wars toys give me a game shark where's a game shark when you need it oh, oh yeah God. we had the uh the the game you genie talk the other day phone? yeah we did talk about game genie i'm hey, surprised James. i thought you guys were you know you're all the gamers and whatnot i thought i thought you'd be into this lord of the rings middle earth thing it's the well, thing guess... i'm into the game and the concept of the game the what i don't awesome. like right you know the, the game sounds like it would be great the problem is is that it's ea and they do the pay pay, pay to play model they're no for doing the pay to play model, and they're and, and it just pisses fans off. He is my, the only fans of video gaming, yeah. Like, my issue with it is not the concept of the game because I guarantee the game's gonna be fun for the first 30 minutes before the pay to play stuff comes into play. Yeah. Like, only fans, you know, yeah. I'll play it if it's on my II arcade that's coming in July <laughs> since July is my birthday. <laughs> like, like honestly, with, with EA games, <clears throat> I would much rather pay a premium price for a mobile game that doesn't have anything, right? Yeah, and to have everything absolutely. right you know i'd rather pay 10 15 bucks for a lord of the rings game on my phone versus having to pay like oh okay so i'll give you an example you play, play uh, twice that if you want right? to really play it like like you play you you play disney emoji blitz right uh i played the other disney the battle one that we talked about that where i started realizing how much money i was spending on it and i was like oh, okay, that's... i mean like james like you play disney oh, okay emoji, right? so do you. i was playing it right before this that's why i'm late uh, but but what i'm saying is that is is the um the pay-to-play model you can actually do in that right Right? Like where you can get caught up spending money so that you can keep on playing the game or so that you can get, get more, a higher level. 
level right you get level up quicker or you can you can buy the characters and stuff like that that's what they do with these games and mm -hmm. it's like you get caught up in it and start spending a crap ton of money and then you're just like oh my god now i've spent way more than you know than it would have cost me to buy a good version of this game yeah that's and then you have and, and, the and then you have to call your bank and be like yes my four year my four-year-old spent six hundred dollars on disney emoji blitz yes it was my yeah. four-year-old i told i don't know what happened can you please reverse the charges no also i don't okay. have a four-year-old <laughs> so what so yes i'm gonna have to file for bankruptcy because of disney emoji blitz okay i guess that's what i'm doing but but you want hmm? but i was gonna say you want to know what's so great about the uh, arcade is once you pay for the game all the dlcs are free forever there you go. but that's kind of why, why i said i'd rather pay for a game for a premium game because that's like the same model that i arcade has they don't have pay to play stuff on their consoles at all it's oh okay you want this game um you know a lot of the complaints that i that i heard and this is between us on here because i'm not disparaging them but like one of the complaints on one of their games was oh it's a 25 dollars premium for, for for this game well you're also getting the game you're not having to pay extra for it or anything like that right, you're yeah. getting a very good game uh that is also one of the top selling games on steam and on the internet right in an arcade form which makes it uh, gives you the whole different aspect to the to the to the play style right, right? like, like i would rather pay for that i would rather pay for something yeah. like that like on the ir arcade i have dead cells i bought it once and cool. all the dlcs come absolutely free mm -hmm. and to oh, get it yeah all i do is press to play it and then it automatically downloads automatic yeah even better so i mean if you're getting the dlc for free too that makes it 10 times more worth it because and dlc is where like especially in yeah, game the season out, passes and all that stuff yeah and every mm -hmm. game you can download for free for the first like half hour or something like that you can play yeah. every one of their games for free and if you don't like it like all right i'm just gonna uninstall it or do whatever right. but, i mean you get to test out every game so exactly. yeah again my birthday's in july i arcade <laughs> for everybody yeah. like, like you know that's that's the kind of model that that i like you know it's 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 uh, as a gamer how i i arcade has it where you can go and download a game you can play it if you like it you can buy it uh there's different prices that vary out there again like like dead cells there's a premium price on it but i would rather pay pay, pay a premium price than have to play a game like where middle earth is going to be going where it's like oh the enticing thing is that it's free to download and you don't have to pay anything to buy the game but then right. where they get you is in game if you want to pay if you want to play or if you want to progress in any meaningful way then you need to pay for it and you have to pay like and they, and they they get you by doing like oh it's a dollar for this or it's a dollar for that you like if you count up how much money you spend in game versus how much you pot you pay for one thing again for ea it's it's a smart move because they're going to make thousands more on one person than they but, would yeah. uh, on somebody buying an, an individual game but right. but i did right. that I, yeah i did that today i actually uh i play poker on a poker app mm -hmm. and they have avatars of the avatar you want and i had to pay five dollars for an avatar i wanted and let or i can win like five million dollars to get the avatar right I why not five bucks i'll just buy the damn avatar exactly you know and that's the thing is that even like like for something like that now you know you're you're not rolling as many times or you're not doing it as many times where you have chances that you can actually win right. uh, and and you're just giving them direct money for a character that you're not going to grind out on you right. know because that's the whole thing is they're also the, the the enticing part is you don't have to do the grind but then also uh, on a gambling thing like that it's like oh well that's less chances that we have to pay you out too you know right. like that's that that's where they get you and stuff like that you know right. we are way far away from the topic and darren's trying to bring us back so darren asked what middle earth is free on mobile yes it is it's a free-to-play mobile game um of course inspired by J.R. tolkien's lord of the rings and the hobbit i do have a what state is opsis yes. that's where you go what state is opsis what, what is 
love the yes. the thing. It's the thing we do. You know, we do that thing. One of our okay. Anyway, the game will feature a wide roster of characters from across Tolkien's works. In the RPG title, player will engage in battle and take up the fight against the great evils of Middle Earth. EA promises high fidelity graphics, cinematic animations, and stylized art, as well as immersive storytelling, turn-based combat, and deep collection systems. I don't know what turn-based combat means. Uh, that's like this. That's like the this Disney one I was talking about. Like it's like where the there's a battle, so you one player gets to go, and then like, they, it's they like go back uh, and forth. it's like Pokemon. It's Pokemon. Oh yeah, Pokemon. Pokemon. Uh, Take, so, you, what's Pokemon, precious? <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, where basically you take turns, you know, picking what your attack is going to be or whether you're going to defend or something like that. Kind of like the Marshall Twelve. Yeah. <laughs> And we're back. Yeah. Yes. Uh, oh, I don't have oh my. Don't go out of turn. Don't go out yeah. of turn. All right. So, oh my. And oh we my. have no official date when we will be going back to Middle Earth. Going, going, back, back to Middle, Middle. Shut up and take my money. All right. That was our last news story. Yeah. We do have one rumor. Uh, so I'm I'm going to cue this up because we do have a rumor, but it's only going to be for a second because we'll get in trouble. So. I don't know any getting it that's about as much as i can do because we're gonna you didn't do the whole starting rumors part that's the whole thing yeah uh, yeah anyway, like i said with you brothers. it's warner brothers i don't want to get sued by warner brothers <laughs> there you go yeah let's not do that let's not do that all right uh ray this new one may be for you dave i don't know how much you've gone to disneyland but we i gotta... was curious are you a, are you a theme park fan dave uh i'd rather go to a b- baseball game and have a hot dog and a beer but the last time i went to disney was for the 50th anniversary i just took my kids out there so no so no but two yet huh no star wars land no 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 it was the 50th anniversary whenever that was was, i think that's 15 years ago yeah i got you yeah that's the last time i've been to disneyland um yeah i'm not into huge crowds you know i mean an a's game there's not huge huge crowds there (laughs) especially not this year boy oh boy let's not talk about it (laughs) so i have no trouble you know i I enjoy the baseball atmosphere i mean i do like amusement parks i just don't like the long wait to line gotcha you know things like meanwhile at giants games yeah (laughs) stadium It's a a different park that Dave enjoys. It's the Coliseum. So, well, San Francisco has tofu and wine sipping nights. So, yeah, (laughs) we all have Star Wars nights. So, everybody has Star Wars nights. Relax. (laughs) We get it. We get it. Yeah, my barber has Star Wars nights. Yeah, they also they also have blue milk every night, not just on Star Wars nights. Oh, exactly. (laughs) Okay, so it's not usually blue when they start out. So, hey, oh. This one is kind of a, a big deal when it comes to like Disney rumors. So Disneyland could be announcing um, a next its next major refurbishment later this year at D23. And they're thinking it's going to be um, like a whole revamp of Tomorrowland. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Right? I was thinking of that too when I was putting this together. I they would have done it yesterday. <laughs> Were you there yesterday? No, I just went because it's Tomorrowland. Come oh, on, James. You gotta, I, come on. Keep I up, gotcha. Man. No, no, no. <laughs> anyway, they're talking about uh, it's going to, it's rumored to be a six. Hundred million dollar refurbishment for Tomorrowland. Man, in, in uh, other in other news, Disney will be raising their prices yeah. once again. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 
Exactly, uh, man. I, I mean, I'm interested in seeing what they're going to do because, I mean, I, I, it's it's been refurbished a couple of times, but more mm. so like surface stuff. So, I mean, if they're talking about doing like a full refurbishment, I'm, I'm excited to see what they're going to do with it. Well, mm-hmm. that's, that's the thing. What What is, I mean, in today's dollars, what is $600 million actually buy you as far as refurbishing? You know what I mean? Like, it sounds like a lot, but when you start talking about Disney and all that stuff. It can buy me a lot of private jets. James, you know about that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I can too. think of a lot of things I could buy with that money. Actually, there's, there's private, that, that, that might buy you six private jets, depending yeah, on what you're getting. Maybe. If you when get the little ones. You don't want the little ones. When does it open? Uh, they don't have a date yet. They haven't even announced it yet, but that's the rumors that they, they plan on announcing it. When is D23? September? Uh, uh, it's in the summer, I believe. So that's like their own like mini con. Yeah. D23 now. It's not that many, though. But yeah, yeah. no, for sure. It's it's exactly. definitely, it's all Disney, uh, Disney-centric. It's not, I mean, well, so, yeah, I mean, but their, their umbrella is so big, though. It's, I mean, it covers a lot of stuff that you would see them yeah. at other cons as well. Yeah, uh, so that, 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 September 9th through the 11th. Okay, yeah, yeah, that con go. is mini. That con is mini. That con is Mickey. That con is Goofy. <laughs> that con is Pluto. It's, you know, oh, it's, all of them. it's my no, con. Oh, man, I can do the voice again. Yay! 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 But uh, I guess <laughs> I guess they're talking about uh, some of the refurbishments to maybe, um, like, part of it maybe the entrance. I guess there's some, like, Which they've know, done. Ray, you, they've done recently. Kind of talk about so this. crazy. There's, like, some choke points when it comes to getting into oh. Tomorrowland. Yeah, oh, this... I, I, sign me up. But, no, yeah, they've recently, <laughs> they rechanged the, that choke point, and they opened it up, and they, I think they moved on the rock formation or something like that. Yeah. Um, this is uh, uh, pre-COVID, so, I mean, it was already an existing issue, so I'm not sure exactly how they're going to um, change it more. I mean, I don't know. You would think they would get it right the first time, but mm-hmm. so it's, if they're putting $600 million into changing that again, good freaking grief, man. Yeah. And my thing is, if, if anything, if, if they're going to start talking about refurbishing Tomorrowland, it starts and ends with freaking Autopia. The fact that they haven't gotten Tesla to sponsor Autopia so they don't have those freaking two-stroke diesel engines just clogging yeah. up my, my nostrils, I, I I don't understand. That's If they're going to keep it, they should make it more much more efficient and actually make it, you know, the vehicles of tomorrow. Because uh, some little kid will figure out how to hack into the, one of those cars <laughs> and put it in, like, Tesla insane mode. It'll, like, fly around the, the track. Park. It'll, like, fly. It'll, it'll, like, go into plane mode and fly out of the park. Exactly. It'll all just, the car will just turn into a big Twitter logo. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes, like, the Twitter sound when it does it, too. So it just, like, yeah. it just goes, whatever yeah. that sound. I, I can't do that sound. Heck, I think it's still, I, I want to say, I don't know if it's still, like, sponsored by, if it's, you know, it was Chevrolet or, or, or Chevron or something. But, I mean, there's so many companies that are making electronic vehicles now. It just doesn't make any sense for them to still keep it in the way it runs now. It's, yeah. like, the same. They're the same vehicles that they were when they opened up. And it's, uh, it's Chev- uh, Chevrolet. Like the, Chevrolet. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like the gas company Chevrolet. Yeah. But yeah. Chevron. I think, Sorry, Chevron. I think, <laughs> I think, side note, I think it's really sad that the most, uh, the richest African-American is a white guy. Wow. He's from South it's Africa. It's true. Yeah, it's true. It technically, checks out. Technically, his family is from the United States. Whatever. He yeah. was born in South Africa. Yes. Don't get technical. <laughs> Ruins the joke. But, so, <laughs> we talked about Autotopia, but I guess um, Tokyo Disney is getting a, a like a, a refurbish on Space Mountain right now, and that's mm-hmm. going to be reopening in like 2024. So oh. that could be something that we may be getting a new version of Spa- Space Mountain. Is it yeah. not in dark anymore, or like in, no. does it add a loop? It's Space Underground now. It's not in the mountain. Oh yeah, Space River. I know. Um, I, th- I think the one in Tokyo does have a loop. Oh, that's awesome. And let me tell you, being on the ride when the lights go on, totally takes away the magic on that thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> now yeah. you're 
just in a room with a mini with, with, with like a little robot. Yeah. And it's like uh -huh. uh, and it's not that large. It's not it, it doesn't span a, a, a great deal. It's just a bunch of round and round and round. Yeah, yeah. it just yeah. it just looks a lot cooler in the dark because you can't see anything. Yeah, that's what makes it feel faster too. That's yeah. what I tell all the girls. Just leave it on in the dark. <laughs> it looks it's way bigger in the dark. Trust me. Trust me. <laughs> Do you think they'd get rid of Space Mountain? I hope no. they don't, because I mean, no way. It, as as it, as like basic of a, of a roller coaster as it is in the dark, it's still fun. The reason why I'm asking is because you know Disneyland compared to Disney World, there's not a lot of real estate in Disneyland, right? Well, yeah, that's the thing, but, though. See that? Oh my, my bad. You go. But what I was getting at is like the Tron Light Cycle is doing really well, and they're gonna put a new one, uh, a new version of it in Walt Disney World, right? Mm -hmm. uh, at some at some day. No, they're gonna get a Tron Light. Cycle? No, I know it, it's just one of those things. It's, it's been in production for so many years now that during COVID would have been the time to finish it, and they're still working on the thing. So it's yeah. it's been years that it's been they've been trying to open that thing. Now, now here's the thing, right? And and we're talking about the refurbishment of, of of Tomorrowland in in Disneyland. What are the chances that they get rid of Finding Nemo because that ride everybody complains about it? Nobody like it's it's not that big of an attraction now. The submarine one, the submarine ride. Like, what if they get rid of the lagoon and they get rid of Finding Nemo and they get rid of Autotope? Yeah. That's the thing. See, so there, uh, there's no way they could get away with getting rid of uh, Space Mountain if they didn't get rid of Autopia, because Autopia has such a large footprint, and they've refused to get rid of it. So at this point, where I'm resigned to the fact that it's not going anywhere. But so there's no way they could get rid of Space Mountain for that reason. And I don't know that. I mean, even though it seems big, I don't know that the Finding Nemo really has that big of a footprint, and where they'd be able to put a, a, a show building, uh, for instance, for another ride. Well, the reason so, right. that I was that I was bringing that up is because those two rides in particular are right next to each other, right? Mm -hmm. And they're both like. Like I said, they're both attractions that don't don't really bring that many people into into Tomorrowland anymore. Right. You know, like when I was younger, that in the nineties, that was like, oh yeah, that's a cool thing. I'm sure in the eighties it was too. But then, like you know, as I, I was getting older, as I as I got older, and I was like paying attention to right. where, well, just like where attention in the park was was moving from. You don't see as many people in those areas during the day anymore. Like you know, yeah, because it's, it's like, not tomorrow. I mean, yeah, and that's the whole thing is that that's where I'm kind of seeing where if they if they got rid of anything that's a lot of real estate where they can put a lot of new attractions is between yeah. two rides and whatever that huge building was or is where they have like kind of a star wars ish well now that's what that is but that's museum. where the people mover used to be that's where no that was like the america sings and uh yeah yeah, yeah. that thing but uh, that, that was uh, there was a lot of world's fair exhibits that were in that building yeah yeah, yeah. You know? all right tacos on the table are we getting the announcement that they're gonna refurbish tomorrowland yeah there you go dave I'd let's start yes. with you dave let's start with you we do a we do a little thing where we put tacos on the table if we think the rumor's true mm -hmm. nice hat by the way nice. <laughs> very cool so tacos on the table uh do you think disneyland's gonna put 600 million dollars into a new tomorrowland by the way tacos on the table uh is whether you believe that it's happening or not thank you phil yes i believe it is happening because uh the stock is down right now at uh 108 dollars <laughs> there you and go when, uh, and when things like that happen they seem to do uh stuff like that so yeah, yeah, I think it's going to happen. Good point. Got it. Thick. Uh, yeah, tacos are firmly set on the table. Uh, I think it's a good decision. I think it's in need of a revamp. And uh, it's what what better time than now? Believe. Uh, I absolutely think that's happening because it's 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 time to revamp certain sections of the park. And they've been doing that. They've been they've been going to different sections of the park and revamping things and saying, OK, well, what needs to be updated? Tomorrowland is still behind because it's still 
built in a section where it's like, this is the tomorrow of the 50s and 60s. This is not tomorrow of now. And I think that's where they're going to want to start updating it so that it's still, it's still mm -hmm. relevant. You know what I mean? Like you have this fun of, hey, this is what, you know, they thought the future was going to be in 1956, but not, not now, you know? Yeah, 70 years later. Mm -hmm. And for Phoenix, yes, buy the stock now. It's not going to get any lower. Let's get it while you can. <laughs> there you go. Right. Ray, you're the expert. Uh, my tacos are not on the table because they're in my mouth, first of all. <laughs> Secondly, yeah, absolutely. This is going to be, uh, I'm, I'm definitely believe they're going to announce this because for another reason, they have to, they have to show that they're justifying the reason for their price hikes and they're not going to stop hiking prices. And with the stocks being low, yeah, they're going to have to say, oh, look, this is what you're getting with your extra money you're spending for nothing new. So I, for sure. Exactly. Uh, James, taco on the table. And I see little munchkins behind you. Yeah. She's stealing all the tacos. I know, right? Where are all my tacos, tacos going? They're all right down here. Yeah, I say, I say that we're getting a new... <laughs> <laughs> I say we're getting a, a new Tomorrowland and it's about time. It needs it. It needs it. Like, I don't even know if Star Tours is going to make the cut. Oh, no. That's one that would have to stay there just because they just revamped it. Just saying. And yeah, because you can continue to add things to that, especially with the way that they've had everything. Like, mm -hmm. you can add, you, they can continue to add half scenes and, and still add more to it and keep it relevant. Right, right. We shall see. Okay. That was the only rumor I had. All right. Well, guys, uh, it is time to move on to the spoiler alert. I wish mm. I had sound. I should probably have a spoiler mm. Speaking of, if you have, if, this is a good time. If you have not finished Moon Knight, since we're going to talk about Moon Knight, if anybody needs to dip out, you can totally dip out. If you okay, don't so want it. I'm, I'm going to be dipping out just because it's getting late. And so James, you take my space. Yeah. Uh, so thank you guys. I appreciate it. Awesome. Dave, thank you, thank you, man. Dave, it's great. You're awesome. I love thank it. I can't wait to see you at the next con. Yes. Hey, you and, guys go uh, way, way back. I'm picking your nose, thick. Kind of picking <laughs> you. your nose. There, there, there it is. There it, it. It's in. It's in. Oh, whoa. Oh, show. Bye, guys. All right. Buddy, thank you, Thick. Love you, brother. And yeah. I should uh, I should probably dip out because uh, I have to load an entire truck by 3 a.m. tonight, get some sleep, and be on the road by 7 a.m. to make it out to Cali so I can see all you okay. guys. Brief. Oh, man. Well, you know, awesome. we will see you on Saturday. Ladies and gentlemen, right before he goes again, uh, do me a favor. Go ahead and plug Powerhouse one more time here. Powerhouse Comic Con happening in Alameda County Fairgrounds in Pleasanton, California. It is the greatest time you're going to have this year at any pop culture convention uh, on the planet. So come on out, have a great time. Uh, $40 to bring out the entire family, 15 bucks uh, for one person if you get the, the discounted tickets online. I suggest getting those tickets online because this is Red Brown's last appearance in California forever. And uh, wow. you know what happens? Uh, actor passes away. What's the first thing you think about? Oh, I could have seen them. Yep. You know what? Well, here it is. This is your chance to see the original Captain America and uh, Marta uh, Kristen from Lost in Space. You probably won't see her again either. So come on out and enjoy the con with them and have a great time. Dave, we appreciate your time, man. We appreciate you coming on and hanging out with us and uh, weighing in on the news and everything like that. Love it's it, always a great time when you're on, man. All right, Thank guys, you, Dave. Uh, have a great night and uh, look forward to seeing you guys. It's going to be great uh, this Saturday with Distance Nerding uh, taking command of the stage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I won't see you, Dave, but it's been a pleasure virtually meeting you man awesome and we'll see each other soon though absolutely all right oh, guys God. take care you too yeah uh, latest gators <laughs>
that's a good transition going <laughs> in. Leia's Gaius. Um, so that all being said, James, you want to lead? I guess I can. You want me to lead with all this going on? Yeah. Sure. You tend to be the best when it like. All in- right, all right, man. You guys, everybody's caught up. Last chance. Spoilers are coming. Uh, Darren actually said he uh, binged it all last night, so he is here. Awesome. Ooh, let's go. Okay, Moon Knight episode six: Gods and Monsters. Oh my god, this is a packed finale that covers so much ground in such a short amount of time. We saw Mark Spector, even Grant, both revived. Layla has a new outfit. Uh, Arthur Harrow's got all kinds of special powers. It's like seeing. Then we got two gods clashing in the streets. Oh, in the streets, son. Yeah. Uh, this was a ride, uh, dude. I I don't. Let me just throw this out there before I ask if you guys liked it or whatnot. Yeah. This I know we've got what six uh, MCU shows to, on Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah. Five live action, one end. This may be my favorite show, and that's kind of the feeling every dude. show that comes on, man. It's like like they, they just top themselves every single show that comes out. Right. It's so crazy to me how I keep like um, pushing down ranks of things. Like I love Falcon and the Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. but it's kind of towards the bottom of my list now. It's weird. I feel it's, that. Yeah, I'm with you on that. So, okay. So what do you guys think, Ray? What did, What did you think of episode six? You know, we can get to the entire series as well. I mean, we're going to talk Easter eggs, and there's a lot of callbacks to the rest of the show. So what do you think of, of episode six of Moon Knight? Episode six, um, it left definitely left me wanting more. Like, they, they managed to wrap up a lot of the stuff that it didn't seem like they'd wrap up in one episode, like, surprisingly, but also, but still managed to leave me wanting more. So, like, I'm hoping, like, I'm hoping, hoping that they have some kind of season two. Um, If they do a movie, even better. But that for my, like, for Bang for Your Buck, it's hard to top getting a full, like, six, or seven, eight, whatever episode show versus the two and a half hour movie you get in the theater. So, yeah, yeah it's cool having that experience and, you know, grabbing your popcorn and seeing it with a bunch of people. But, man, just selfishly, I hope they do a season two just because it was, they it, it, it left me wanting so much more. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. And you know what's kind of funny about that is uh, a bunch of us went and saw uh, Doctor Strange together and I kept thinking, I'm like, wow, it's only, it's only two hours? Doctor Strange? Yeah. That kind of sucks because I'm so used to all this exposition. What's up, Angel? All this exposition for um, all these other shows like Moon Knight and whatnot, though. Oh, yeah. I feel you. Like, I'm, I'm almost like shifting gears. Like, I was really looking forward to, to Doctor Strange, but now that we're getting these like long form uh, stories being told, I'm kind of feeling that more than just like your regular movie. Definitely, for sure. I'm, I'm, I'm way on board with you there. I know. All right, young Phil, you are chomping at the bit literally to <laughs> tell us about Moon Knight. Oh, my God, dude. It was so good. Like, uh, you have some of the best storytelling that they've done. You know what I mean? And they, and they just top their storytelling every time. You know, like the biggest thing is you have this whole dynamic between different characters that live within the same person, you know? And, Which and is it, crazy. It, it's insane. Like, again, you, how, how is somebody going to get best actor and best supporting actor? And they played, you know, and, and, and they both played the two characters. Like, you know, <laughs> that's, that's something that that may be a record for the first time. You know, and, and it's it's nuts. He's 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 so Oscar Isaac is so good, you know. Uh, he he brings pro- much high levels of pride to the Latino community, man. Like just he really does, you know. Especially you, in there and the spoiler in the end credit scene. Oh yeah, <laughs> and bringing in a third character. Oh my uh-huh. god, we'll get to that. But I mean, like you know, it just just everything about it was was good. The story, to, like, because remember I talked about at the end of, of, of episode five, uh, I wasn't feeling that they were going to cap the story off, and they did. They managed to give me everything I wanted by the end 
end of episode six. Uh, even to the point where like, you know, I kept complaining about Jake and it's like, where's Jake? Jake's going to come. Where the hell is Jake at? And we got Jake Lockley at the end, at the end of the whole thing. Right. So, I mean, like, mm -hmm. you know, that, that was a big deal for me, you know, just as, as a fan of Moon Knight in general and knowing the comics, uh, you know, it was, it, it was great, man. And, and, um, as far as the season two, cause I know you are saying Ray that, uh, you know, you hope a season two comes, uh, they, not, they, they kind of said that the reason they haven't announced season two at all is because they're waiting for the results of the Emmys before they, uh, before they announce, uh, uh, whether there's, yeah. Two. And I think part of it too, is because a limited series can't have a second season right. announced. So it's a reason why they're holding off. Right. Right. They're waiting. So that way, once they get, uh, whatever awards for a limited season, the series, then they can announce a second season. Yeah. Dude, everybody in the chat is loving Moon Knight. Yeah. Darren said his Moon Knight is my favorite of 2022. Huge cliffhanger. Cam is into it too, waiting for the second, for the Emmys, just like what we were talking about. Um, Cam brought up Conchu in his suit at the very end. Oh, that was good. And Conchu in his suit is another thing from the comics. Mm -hmm. You know, like, uh, Conchu uh, <laughs> comes in a couple different forms the same way that Moon Knight comes in a couple different yeah. forms, right? So seeing Conchu in the suit at the end was just kind of like icing on the cake because it was very comic book. Mm -hmm. Hi, third Rugrat. Look at all, you got all three of the all Rugrats in the room now. Hemo had baseball tonight. He went uh, one for two. He had a single. You have an RBI? Yeah, no, no RBI. Okay. All right. <laughs> all right. But um, like how you guys are single singling me out right now. Exactly. But as far as Moon Knight goes and being a second season, I would love a second season. Have, Cam, that's what I was mentioning. I don't think they've my ever dis really announced a second season for one of these shows, right? Loki was only one and they Loki, did that at the end. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. That's true, huh? But I think Loki's because Loki wasn't a limited series. Like they, they weren't they weren't going for the limited series thing with that. Well, right. yeah, but we I don't think we knew that that while it was playing. I think we all because the other ones were, we assumed it was a limited series. Well, because WandaVision wasn't meant to be a limited series in the first place, like or meant to be a limited series in the first place because the whole thing is where the storyline goes if they get another season it's not based on wandavision it's based on what wanda is doing so you know like we might get a scarlet witch show but that's not going to be related to wandavision right it's just an ongoing uh progression in the storyline that's happening in the mcu mm -hmm. it's the same thing where like falcon and the winter soldier is not going to get a season two we might get a captain america uh you know like a, a sam as captain america uh series something like that you know like captain america the series where it's based on sam right but it's not going to be falcon and the winter soldier you know it might be mm -hmm. captain america and falcon you know what i mean because true, then true. you get to talk about um about uh javier who's the se uh, the, the the second falcon right? yeah but i almost yeah. like that they, they probably make they just name them um other shows you know what i mean but then it's not another season of that show that, oh no yeah i 100 yeah. agree with you on that so that's 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 what i'm thinking is that if we get another moon knight show it might not be moon knight season two it might be you know i, I was saying like maybe they start going into midnight suns right because midnight suns is a team up between um ghost rider um blade daredevil and um that's like the um moon knight like kind of the the monster hunter type thing right yeah you know like they're going after like vampires and stuff like that yeah especially werewolf by night i was gonna say we're getting werewolf by night right so they've already announced that werewolf by night is a thing uh, i guarantee you that when werewolf by night comes in we're probably gonna see moon knight moon knight actually as a character came from werewolf by night so that's the mm -hmm. whole thing is that we're probably going to see Moon Knight in Werewolf by Night. Yep. We'll probably see Jake Lockley in Werewolf by Night because that's where it makes sense to see him again. Mm -hmm. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And by then, we'll probably have Blade already. So, what do you guys think of? Uh, we kind of touched on it with the Oscar Isaacs, the diversity, you know, coming to the Marvel universe. I mean, he, well, is he Mexican or? He's Argentinian, but. Um, Argentinian, thank 
you. But, but, but the uh, thing is, is he's not playing an Argentinian character. Right. But he's, I mean, he played a Jewish character. He played a Jewish Egyptian character. character. You know, right. it's kind of crazy. We're getting all these different uh, mm -hmm. backgrounds into the Marvel universe now. I love, I love that, how it's getting global and international. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's good that we're getting a lot more diversity, you know, and again, there's a lot more representation. The thing about Oscar Isaac is he's so versatile of an actor that he doesn't get boxed in. You know what I mean? Like now we have uh, unless he's in an, an apocalypse outfit, then he's a little boxed in. You know what I'm saying? Well, OK, that movie. Sucked. <laughs> we're not going to bring that in. Uh, okay. I hope at some point they um, which which is funny because he played he play, he 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 played uh, Elbin. Uh, uh, he, 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 he played Apocalypse, who is an Egyptian, like the original Egyptian mutant. Mm -hmm. And then he played Moon Knight, who is an Egyptian god. But they're not like they, they didn't meet. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Especially now that we know that the X-Men are in this universe. <laughs> hey, you never know. I mean, maybe Captain America runs into uh, the Human Torch one day. Yeah, I know, right? Um, no, I just, I... I when they do the, put the pointing thing like Spider-Man? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I 100% hope he does not play Elsa Bin Noor because I, I love Oscar Isaac, but his Elsa Bin Noor... Actually, his Elsa Bin Noor was fine. It was the way that they did it in the movies sucked. Yeah, yeah. You know what didn't suck? The Scarlet Scarab. <sighs> you know, and so Layla as, with her, like, avatar of Towerette and her new... Scarlet Scarab outfit, dude. Yeah, she was so awesome, dude. Like, okay, you know, she made me want her own series. That, yeah, that's thank awesome you. Yeah, what's the guarantee? They're gonna do. They're either gonna give her her own series, or she's just gonna show up a lot more. Like, she's probably gonna be a new member of the Avengers. Watch. That would be kind of cool. You know, what was nice for me. Like, again, I, I'm gonna keep saying this, but like, I didn't know much about Moon Knight. I didn't know much about Scarlet Scarab. But like, all that was such a like a pleasant surprise to me. Mm -hmm. Like, I knew we were gonna have Moon Knight in this and various versions of Moon Knight, but like, I didn't know we were gonna get a whole other superhero type character debut in this and that was amazing no one was expecting it but it was very welcome though oh yeah yeah especially being like a minority being female you know like go get it go get it marvel good for you you know, you know what i love about what they did with this is they didn't put it in your face yeah as a lot of times you know like uh they'll they'll put it out there and say you know there'll be like a rumor like or not even a rumor they'll announce that uh moon knight is going to have the first egyptian superhero in it right they didn't tell anybody that that was going to be there it happened and then they started making buzz about it that's the way it should be done yeah yeah because then you don't get all of the um like there's no they, they don't put unnecessary hype behind it where it's like we're doing this for attention it's like we did this because it's a good move and it's a good character mm -hmm, exactly it just happens to be the first egyptian superhero i, I definitely agree with you on that i want i totally want more of this this war can we call it a world this universe this like bit of the marvel universe yeah i totally want more of it it's so great i love how uh, layered this whole show has been. There's yeah. so many callbacks. Like we talked about like comic book Easter eggs, but like there's so many Easter eggs within these six episodes that call back like episode six calls back to like the very first episode. You know, we get little hints throughout the entire show about what's about to happen, you know, like right. with, with Towerette and, you know, in, in the um in the gift shop, you know, like hand me that box of hippos. Oh, those aren't hippos. You know, yeah. little things like that. Like this, what this show is so well um scripted. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. Like the layering what? and the um the foreshadowing was done so yes. well. I mean, yes. so if you go back and binge watch, you're like, oh, I get that makes sense now. Yeah. Or even yeah. It, not even just things that like didn't make sense. It's like, oh, I didn't catch that first time. True. You know? Yeah. For, yes. Yeah. Yes. You know? I think one thing that's really cool about what what, what Marvel's doing right now is their uh, how how well they're expanding their their world. Basically, you know, they had stuff like Shang Chi, and you got the you know going to Egypt, and so it's not just even though they're they're the Marvel MCU was 
was never it wasn't necessarily contained just to the USA. Most of their characters were um, US based. Like that's what you would identify. Now they're right. starting to expand out. To, you said you got Shang Chi. You had Moon Knight. You're gonna get um, the, uh, the Miss Marvels. Um, so they're just kind of expanding to just so you're, it's you're getting not, more global heroes. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even with uh, and and I'm not trying to jump into spoilers because I mean you can you can ascertain this from the trailers, but I mean like even just like the level of uh, of Wong and Comintage, you know, and things like that, and and like you know, kind of everything that happens at Comintage again without without giving any of that away, right? But I mean like you know you get more of that that almost Tibetan yeah, yeah. stuff that happens right there. Let me jump back to Moon Knight because we we were just talking about like the layers. Yeah, I think one of the most amazing layers of this it was the set design. There's oh, so yeah. many like Easter eggs in the background. You know, it's a, like even when you first see Moon Knight in Episode One, there's like hieroglyphics on the wall mm-hmm. like come up out of nowhere um what was the one i saw oh layla she kept um like dealing with the scarab like even in um in in his dream world layla was in his dream world and her band-aid had a scarab on it and you're like oh that's a throwaway thing you know but then you know two episodes later she becomes you know the scarlet scarab yeah. it's amazing how it all worked out you know yeah no it's it's it, it was I, I, without a lack of a better word it was extremely well executed you know mm-hmm. like the, the, the execution was was perfect you know and again a lot of people weren't this is what i love about what marvel does is they take characters that people don't necessarily know very well and not only explain them in a way where everybody can grasp what's happening but the storytelling is so compelling that you just want more yeah you know? and like you know they did it with guardians of the galaxy they have obviously did it uh, here with with uh with moon knight you know uh you know they, uh with shang chi you know i mean that you take characters that people don't really know very much about and put it out there in a way where it's like you cannot deny these characters mm-hmm. you know and it's it's why people read the comic books why people love these characters so much you know speaking speaking of like layers and comic books all the qr codes oh yeah like in each episode i thought that was like super cool like here's just you know we're gonna throw up a random qr code scan it or not scan it and it's just a free comic for you know a moon knight comic or a debut or some kind of tie-in i thought that was super cool how they how they did that because it doesn't affect the story mm-hmm. but it adds something else to the to the experience of watching this show there's a lot of people that watch these the movies and the shows that you know they never were into the comic book yeah so now they get and get a free comic book oh so kind of check it out like oh this is kind of cool like before we had that oh well comic books are for nerds i don't i never got into it now it's like well i'm an adult now i'll do whatever i want so now i get a free one i'm like oh maybe i'll start diving into more of the stuff and then you just kind of yeah. build more of your fan base from people that were already fans but it just expands it even more right yeah, so, so now like a nice gateway yeah like you're 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 getting you're bridging from like you know the people who weren't into it to the people like us who were into it you know and it's and it's instead of me having to say hey uh if you like moon knight the show you should go read this comic or like they're actually telling you in the show if you pause it and scan the qr code hey here's a comic you might like if you like the storyline uh and i like that they're you know they're they're showing like their references it's almost like you know that citing sources right this is like hey this is where we got these ideas from or this is where we got the uh idea to do this or something like that you know what i mean like or this is where this character showed up for the first time and stuff like that like you know you can get backgrounds on these characters that you're that, that you're watching on screen and that makes it that much more immersive for you mm-hmm. right and nor- normally you have to wait till when they do the what i think it's like the gallery or whatever it is uh-huh. after the season's over where it starts referencing all the stuff so the fact that they're referencing it like in real time where you could just check it out before the next episode comes up that's really cool as opposed yeah. to waiting till after everything's aired right yeah yeah so i don't know if you guys caught this but the qr code in episode six yeah it, it goes to moon knight annual number one you get to read 
free. But, you know, this may be foreshadowing something, but it's there. I guess in that comic, there's a battle between Moon Knight and Kang the Conqueror. Oh. So it's a nice little tie into like the rest of the MCU series and what we know is coming. You know, it's like, oh, here we go. Yeah. Let's get a little bit of introduction between Moon Knight and, and Kang the Conqueror. And okay. it's great because then you get to see like to what extent that Moon Knight and Kang have interacted, you right. know, and it, be, and it makes it that much more relevant. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just kind of like how we saw teases of like Thanos, like in what was that? The first Avenger movie. But like we've seen Kang in in Loki. We know we're going to get Kang in Quantum Mania. So hyped for that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then now mm. we're like linking Moon Knight, which is brand new to us, to to Kang as well. Like all these little bits of Kang, you know, it's like the buildup and the thought process that goes into this is amazing. Kang, Kang, Kang. Kang, Kang, Kang. Kang, 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 Kang. I'm still, <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out how they're going to introduce Kang in the concurrent in the 616 universe because you, you've you seen him in almost like multiversal in, in like a multiversal uh, like state mm-hmm. but we haven't seen how they're going to introduce him yet and I'm like hoping they're going to do Kang Industries. Like, well, I mean, it's supposed to, it's supposed to be, he's supposed to be the big bad in Ant-Man, is he not? That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm yeah. hoping that they introduce him as either in Kang, as like Kang Industries, he's already gone back in time and he's established this uh, company that rivals um that rivals uh stark industries mm-hmm. or uh if he's introduced in a state where spoilers but not spoilers because i don't know if they're gonna talk about this but the fact that he is reed richard's great grandson yeah yeah that's that's uh, that's in it's built into the thing with his last name so yeah so i mean you know that's the whole thing is seeing where they um where they land with all that you know and kind of like how they're gonna explain that because marvel with the 616 line which is what this is uh they change things slightly so that it fits in their universe but then acknowledge that the comic book universe exists and everything like that like so it's cool about this whole multiverse thing that they're jumping into um so it's like you know what parts of comics what parts of the comics are they going to acknowledge versus what parts are they going to make that are new versus you know where they make their own story like it's it's going to be kind of cool to see what they do I'm, i'm just interested in seeing what elements of kang's backstory that they use i'm so excited i love how feige is layering everything and weaving everything together yeah and he's getting these amazing actors like hey we're gonna need you to be in the marvel universe by the way we're gonna have you play like five different characters yeah you know? years back could you you could you could you imagine big name actors saying oh yeah not only will i be in a tv show instead of a movie but it's gonna be streaming it's not even gonna be on syndicated like there's no way you would have you would have been able to say that uh, something like that would happen yeah 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 like hey, Netflix- ben- benedict cumberbatch we need four different versions of you yeah. for uh this movie uh by the way one know, of them oscar isaacs <laughs> yeah exactly oscar isaacs we need like we need like three different versions hang the con- you know jonathan majors like um we don't know how many we need yet but just stay tuned you know yeah. it's crazy it's crazy. which is funny because it. um they were talking about how he originally wasn't in the script for loki but then they're like we want to introduce him let's put him in and he came on set and just kind of did his own thing and they were just like yeah no that works we're gonna keep that <laughs> right like made an impact mm-hmm. speaking of making an impact um I, we've been talking about it all series long but we finally got it at the very end we got jake lockley who who what <laughs> Jake Lockley is the third personality of Mark Spector. Who, if you've been watching closely, you could tell there was obviously a third one oh, there. Yeah. They just hadn't acknowledged it yet. Yeah, like th- there's there's a couple of different like flashes and like small little details that are just kind of like, oh, well, um, there's something happening here.
here, but we it's not getting explained. And right. it's one of those things where I, I love the way that they they introduced him because once you realize that once Konshu introduces Jake, it changes the entire series all over again. And he's basically been there at least since episode two, right? Yes. So I mean, I mean, we, we can assume that it wasn't him in episode one, but at the very least, episode two, he's been there all along. Yeah, because there's there's a couple of times where both of them black out and they're like, uh, I didn't do it. Well, uh-huh. I didn't do it. And it's like, okay, well, something happened, but we don't know what happened. And it's like, it's Jake Lockley. You know, that's, you know, what, the, what you know, that that's what happened at that point. Young Phil, right. you're familiar with the character. You're familiar with Jake Lockley. Are you, how, how do you feel about how they handled the third personality? And really, they, they didn't talk about it. How do you feel about how they I, portrayed all that? I, I dug it because again, there, there, I, I had been saying it since like, since like episode two is like, okay, Jake's going to show up. Jake's going to show up. There's all these signs that Jake is here. Right. And, um, you know, I mean, I, I want to, I, like episode three, I want to be like, dude, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, like now you you go back and watch it, and it's like, okay, it all makes sense that there's a third personality. Yeah, you know, and and uh, I mean, Jake is super violent <laughs> um but he's all he's a taxi driver in new york as far as like his um his characters like kind of kid everyday man thing mm-hmm. right um and and again he's like super violent he just like kind of destroys everything that gets in his way yeah i mean th- there's the fight scene uh when they're in uh when they're fighting uh the the, the what was it the uh, the jackal right mm-hmm. uh in the street and it's like you know you have both versions of moon knight doing their thing and then all of a sudden towards the end of the fight they black out and everybody's gotten like all of a sudden everybody's got the shit kicked out of them but nobody knows mm-hmm. yeah right <laughs> like so there's obviously someone else there be, well because it starts with with mark and mark's like doing his thing and then it goes to he turns into uh into steven and then they black out and everybody's dead yeah yeah and steven assumes that it was mark that did it yeah right like that one the one kid with a knife he's like i'm not gonna hurt you kid and then well even mark know. assumes that steven did he's like what did you do yeah i didn't do anything yeah. right and that's the whole thing is that you know it's the idea is that that when even because even Mark Spector has levels of morality that, that like in lines that he won't cross right so like you know he won't uh he won't fight children he won't do like uh there's there's certain things that he won't do um Jake is the line stepper he's the dude when when Mark won't do he's, something he's a habitual line stepper <laughs> habitual line stepper right uh Jake's the one that will he, he basically will kill anybody that gets in his way right and again Again, the, the the and going into kind of like even more spoiler territory on this last episode uh, when you get when you get the the, the, the situation where Steven and uh, and Mark make the deal with Conchu that uh, you know when we're done with this then you're gonna let us free right yeah the only reason Conchu's okay with that is because he still has Jake right Jake's not a part of that deal right so he's like yeah I can I can let you guys go you're still my avatar whether you know it or not I, that part threw me off I'm like wow I get I guess that makes sense because like he's you releasing think, those personalities he's not releasing jake if you think of them all as like individual people it's like oh yeah i guess that's that's true yeah that's interesting i thought we would get more like maybe we'd get a third goldfish you know <laughs> in in the fish in the fish bowl <laughs> just at least we get lurk, another wife lurking Jeez. in the background right well he was trying he's trying to get that date done <laughs> that's but, true yeah i i really dug this show um i'm interested to learn more about jake lockley i mean he's kind of the the, the badass right mm-hmm. we always 
always think it, it was Mark throughout the entire well, series, but really the badass. I, I would say that Mark is probably the badass out of all of them. Uh, Jake is more the psychopath. Psychopath. Got it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I always felt like like Jake's more bloodthirsty than uh than than Mark and and Stephen are. Like Stephen, if you're gonna look at the different uh aspects of Mark's personality and the mm -hmm. way that he suppressed his personality, um, you know the, the the softer parts of himself, the parts that are naive and that he wanted to uh preserve the goodness in his in his family image that all is what transferred to to steven right right his more violent tendencies his more like you know again and this is more so because again mark is a, is a mercenary he's an assassin uh there are you know when he he would suppress that bloodthirstiness in his personality uh and that became jake lock interesting we have a question yeah. from cam did jake speak english in the comics because i've heard that it's not the same in the show from the comics uh Jake does speak English in comics. Does Jake have a like background? You know how um how Mark was like Jewish of Jewish Mark. descent. What and Stephen was was English. Does Jake have a background? Was was he? I mean, he's kind of like a he's kind of like a like, like a New York bruiser. Okay, okay. A Brooklyn brawler, if you will. Like Brooklyn yes. brawler, yeah. with the hat and everything. Yeah, perfect. That's a perfect example. Yeah, he's he's a Brooklyn brawler. Is basically what he is. Um, that personality is very gruff and very kind of like you know he's he's also kind of silent for the most part like he which is interesting because he's the one that had the limo right and from what i understand yeah. in the comic it's steven that has that's the rich guy right yeah, yeah. steven grant is the rich guy and um like steven grant is his bruce wayne essentially mm -hmm. right versus um the 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 moon knight that a lot of people are familiar with in the comics the dude who's just like relentlessly beating the shit out of people is jake lockley right. that's, why a lot of that's why a lot of people were excited to see jake because it was like that is the dude who you know when you when you look at the the insane tendencies that Moon Knight can have, that's uh, that's where Jake Lockley comes in. Versus uh, Mark Spector is kind of more like the detective. Got it. Mm -hmm. Now you know how. Um, I just have a question. I don't know if you're gonna have an answer, but like we see Conchu at the end with Jake, they're buds, but Conchu has like the like a suit on, almost like the um, the Steven version of of the suit. Right. Is that an homage to like Stevens, or or is this is this a Jake Lockley? Well, so here's the thing. Mr. Knight was never attached to Stephen Grant. Okay. The, uh, okay. Mr. Knight was more of anytime that Mark needed to um, need, needed more finesse and was trying more to be uh, like more be a a like hunched down detective. Uh -huh. uh, then he would turn into Mr. Knight. Um, and in, in in the show, they changed it a little bit and made it more like attached to Stephen Grant's personality mm -hmm. and like that. Uh, which again, they still kind of made him a little naive, but I mean. You know, again they can change that in the future yeah. the the suit um with Khonshu it's more of a modernization of Khonshu so like a lot of times in the comic Khonshu wasn't always in the ceremonial robes uh it was more like when he appeared in a more modern sense he usually was wearing a suit got it I, I thought it was is more like a um like a symbol of Mark and Steve kind of finding peace with each other like finding balance so it's almost like Khonshu was adopting a bit of Steve into into his like look i couldn't really i couldn't really tell because it was so quick at the end but yeah it's 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 probably more of just like a choice in the comics that they were just like okay well, we're gonna modernize him a little bit because yeah. it's it's more of a recent phenomenon seeing conchu in the suit mm -hmm. um but i mean like that's it, it might be different in the show like it might be more towards what you're saying it is in the show because again they've changed a lot of things from the comics mm -hmm. uh but in the comics uh conchu showing up in a suit was more of like a um do you ever watch american gods yes so it was more like you know when uh 
um, when the god of globalization showed up and he's just this dude in a suit. Yeah, it's kind of like that. That's kind of like the um, the, the idea behind it is just it's it's the the dapper uh, uh, modern take on what a god would do. Got it. I need more Moon Knight. This was fun. Yeah. I don't. What's the next series? Is it Miss Marvel? Miss Marvel's the next one. I think yes. that's in June, right? Is it June? That's so yeah. close. Miss Marvel. Is that, and is that the last other than uh, Loki season two? Is that the last of the, the Disney Plus shows that we know about? No, I think they've announced a couple new ones. Um, okay. She Hulk. Oh, that's right. Yeah, of course. Duh. Yeah. Um, have they started filming? Um, um, like nothing. But like there's Iron Heart. Iron Heart. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Of course, Armor yeah. Wars. All that's coming. Yeah. They have a couple shows that they've announced already that that are like in production. So I mean, I guess uh-huh. I mean, is, is She Hulk this year or is or what else we have this year? She Hulk is at the end of the year, I think. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Miss <clears throat> Marvel is June eighth. Yeah. It's so, coming up. Dude. That's crazy. Like we're thinking Doctor Strange and we're thinking like Thor, but Miss Marvel's less than a month away, mm-hmm. and we have to fit in um the Obi Wan series and Stranger Things and uh Top Gun. Holy cow! Which uh I've seen uh, early reviews of Top Gun uh that that aren't spoilery, and they're saying that it is easily one of the best movies ever made. So yeah. definitely nice. Have, just a fallback. We don't have a set release date for She Hulk, but it is. They do say 2022. So eh? they're probably waiting because you know that's the other thing with Disney is sometimes um they're not going to announce it because there's probably something tied into another series or movie so i mm. wonder if they're not going to announce it until the end of miss marvel mm. you think because they're, they're going to have someone uh reveal on miss marvel that's going to tie into to that uh, i mean like you know um there's a couple of different characters that could tie into it so i'm i'm, I'm assuming that they're waiting uh for miss marvel mm. I'm, looking- I'm stoked because I, I know nothing about that character really so i'm really excited to same thing with moon knight i guess to the extent that so i'm really excited to 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 dive into those because because i know nothing about them so i'm like just going just green just jumping back to the like what shows are coming up so we talked about uh miss marvel um we talked about she hulk there's also secret invasion that's right secret invasion which they've already started filming it's supposed to come out this year i didn't realize that that's already coming out this year and that's live action right yeah yeah uh we talked about iron heart armor wars i'm just looking i am Groot, which is kind of a standalone thing but it's still still secret wars that is canon though so i mean yeah yeah loki season two what if season two this is all Christmas special the garden of the galaxy one i know was mentioned in the chat yep um wakanda oh Oh, that's right the series echo remember they're gonna do an oh yeah that's right dude i told you agatha they're gonna do an agatha show that's right they're doing an agatha show i forgot about that um just just to i'll finish it out since we're talking about uh they're doing uh x-men 97 which (laughs) i think is going to be the only standalone thing Mm -hmm. i mean Um, we think that now yeah that's true i mean they did almost pretty much do a live action you know version of that so. mm-hmm. right um spider-man <laughs> fresh- tie. spider-man freshman year is coming oh that's right that that's too. gonna be cool i'm excited about that and then i totally forgot about this one but it's probably gonna be one of my favorites marvel zombies is getting its own sh- series on disney plus wow and, and some of these are peppered in our anime which i mean it's fine oh, yeah, i don't yeah. have a problem with that but mm-hmm. yeah i love that they that their their animated series are still part of the canon mm-hmm. yeah and the way that they've done it like i mean especially with um with doctor strange like they they interwove the animated stuff so well into the live action and it's like yeah no
no, this is this is good. Almost kind of yeah. how Star Wars did it. You know, like Star Wars, their animated stuff is so interwoven with their live action now that it's like, you know, you're just getting more storytelling that you don't have to do in live action. Right, right. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Ham's asking about the Guardians holiday special. I think that comes out this year. I was going to say, is that this year or next year? I know they just wrap principal photography on that. I think it comes out this year and then Guardians comes out like five months later. Mm -hmm. So 2023. I think that's how it works out. I think that's how it's going to work out. But um, the article I'm looking at does not have a specific release date for the uh, holiday special. But yeah, mm -hmm. dude, so much. I'm so excited. Let, okay, let's rate this. You want to let's rate the entire series. Oh, man. Let's start with Ray. Ray, what do you give this? What do you give Moon Knight? I think for, from the perspective of someone that didn't know what to expect because I wasn't familiar with the character, I give it a solid, I would say eight, sure. Because, oh, I'm sorry. I, I was supposed to, there's a, there's a method we're supposed to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it eight uh, scarabs out of 10 glass-filled shoes, sandals. <laughs> for <laughs> sure. Um, I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, from It hooked me from the beginning and it kept me wanting more. And I, I mean, I can say that about all the Marvel series we've got on Disney Plus, but especially being that I wasn't familiar with this character, the fact that I wanted to know what was going to happen, and um, it, it's uh, and then hearing you guys talk about it, especially Phil, you talking about how because you are familiar with the, with the comic books, um, it was like you said, James. It, it could it's up there with one of my favorite ones of the Disney Plus shows, actually. Yeah, yeah. Who would you rank? Just give me one. Just give me one. Who would you rank below Moon Knight? Like one what show, show one show to put below Moon Knight. Mm, I'd probably say what if to be honest and that's not because i didn't like what if it's just i i think there was mm -hmm. there was uh, i expected a lot more because it was animated i think mm -hmm. um and i don't know if that even if that, I, that's probably not fair but i think that'd be the only reason why it's not because it's not good i would say what if or um maybe uh um uh, captain Man and the winter soldier or uh winter soldier what was it the heck Falcon and the winter soldier i'm sorry yeah yeah, yeah. that'd probably be okay. the one all right phil what do you got I'm going to go with uh, 10 crescent-shaped uh, throwy killy thingies <laughs> out of 10 additional personalities. Oh, Ooh, that's, a lot, that's a lot of personalities. Yeah. Well, I mean, you saw Split. He had like 32 in that one. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, no, dude, this series, uh, the way that they that they tackled mental health, the way that they talked about um, just the way that they described the character, the, the, the honor and reverence that they did to everyone everything that's in that um the the source and lore and i'm not talking about the comics but going into like you know the egyptian gods and going into um the way that um just the entire lore works um the standalone nature of the story itself you know just everything about this show the acting was bar none you know the fact that he can literally act with himself mm -hmm. and get an emotional uh performance mm -hmm. out yeah. of himself Episode five was incredible. Oh, you, that, that move, that move, made tears. Seeing him deal with that trauma with his mother, and yeah, and 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 actually working through it, and you could you could see the fear in his eyes as because he doesn't know what's going on and and how he's dealing with it. It's like like dang, it just puts you right in the world, with, like almost right in his head with him. And you saw the thing I posted in the in the Nerdington Post, right, about how there's a scene that got cut. Yeah, I did see. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That the director was like, my 
my favorite scene in the entire show got cut because it's this situation in episode six where he confronts his mother right and mm. and in, in the mental in the hospital mental, like yeah in the mental state that he's in he confronts yeah. his mother and has like the most emotional heartbreaking scene like basically bearing his heart to his mother about the the, the way that he treated her or the way she treated him mm -hmm. like that i want to see that because he said it, it it is an oscar worthy performance which says so much about performance itself you know right. i i i want to see this performance of oscar isaac you know tackling this trauma in the way that he does because it's 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 something that's touching but also something that a lot of people can probably relate to right you know what i mean right. i i found the messaging and the acting and everything in this show just absolutely beautiful by you Jim. did you rate it yet i did yeah. i said 10 okay throwy crescent or crescent throwy killy thingies mm -hmm. out of 10 personalities got it okay i would give this not and uh, by the way i loved it too i would say nine replacement goldfish with uh one one fin or two one fin oh. um with out of 10 towerette statues because i like the show i wish there was more i could have gone another episode or two without it being like filler yeah like it was such a quick paced ride i liked it and give me more give me more more moon Knight. solid give me solid. some more give me some more <laughs> Speaking of giving me something, give me a shirt, yo, because we got merch, people. We got merch, people, that I'm obviously not wearing, but yeah. We, we, you and I, didn't. we have merch. People. Oh, no, I got called out by Cam earlier. He was like, oh, yeah, so I like how Phil's the only one not wearing a distance shirt. <laughs> <laughs> we um, have merch, people. It's, it's, it's funny how, like, I'm the only one that doesn't, like, you know, like, represent brand, right? Yeah, and you have the and, box and, we, and neither one of us has any dubby, so this is just... <laughs> Travesty. Right, right. So. Anyway, if you want a shirt, we're going to bring them to Powerhouse Comic Con. They're 20 bucks each, 25 if you've got to ship them to you. Uh, I'll, you know what? If we'll take 25, if you want to give it 25 at mm -hmm. the show and we'll donate $5 to Project Wish Upon a Star. There we I go. Think that'd be fun. Um, so let us know if you're interested. We'll make sure to like put your sizes aside, whether you're going to be at Powerhouse or if you got to ship to you. By the way, if you need it shipped, it's 25 bucks. Boom, yeah, done. Got it, got Come it. get your shorts. There we go. Well, I mean, oh, you, you talking about, about the lids? Yeah. Yeah. I I am working on that. Don't worry yeah. about that. I know. I know. Don't. It's been a tough uphill battle, but we're working. And hopefully, shout out to our boy, Joe. He's hopefully he's going to come through and, and he's got uh, some friends in low places that can make some stuff happen. Yeah, guys. So I was pulling the curtain back. I was pointing at my hat on the stream because there are distance learning hats coming soon. Soon, soon, soon. Very soon. soon. Now, guys, if you don't already check us out, we have two check shows you out. a week. I know. I check you out all the time. We got two shows a week that we do aside from this one right here guys on twitch youtube facebook hang out with me young phil as i build lego kits and come and hang out with some nerdy friends on mondays from six to eight pacific standard time i do the build where again like i mentioned i'm building lego uh this week i'm finishing the uh imperial shuttle uh and we're bringing on jackie lastra uh cam i'm sure you remember the interview and in, uh in boise but uh jackie we're going to be interviewing jackie lastra and, and uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about the career, but I mean, I'm pretty sure she's ready to just nerd out on the things that she likes and she loves playing video games. So uh, we're going to be talking a lot about just fun stuff with her. Uh, Wednesdays is the show that you're watching right now. Uh, the download, uh, we're, you know, obviously we're uh, doing uh, news and interviews and, and fun stuff on this as well. Uh, in between that, I do game streams. Now, as of today, I normally, I have been doing 
doing my game streams on Facebook Live. I just literally right before the show migrated everything over to Twitch. So uh, my game streams are going to be on Twitch from now on. Hooray! Hooray! Yay. It's mostly because there's more stuff that I can do with it. Uh, on Twitch, there's more uh, recognition that I can put on there. Um, and then the other big thing is, um, and this has just been like a thorn in my side, but uh, I have a music license on Twitch that doesn't work on Facebook. So I would mm. rather use that on uh, on there and we can listen to, to, to music without getting in trouble. Uh, cool. and have all That's kinds of plus. It is, a, it is a plus, right? Cool. Guys, catch, on, catch us on Twitch from now on uh, when I play uh, games of your choice at this point. Awesome. All right. Well, Ray, I need your plug, mm -hmm. baby. Where can people uh, Me? I'm easy. I'm uh, Ray to Ray on anything. Twitter. Uh, I think Twitch actually too, but I don't actually stream anything. Um, Instagram, Facebook, R-A-Y-D-E-R-R-A-Y. Um, I'm Thank just you. usually posting nonsense. That's fine. It's always there fun. You go. Your nonsense is fun. <laughs> fun nonsense, you know? I, I, like I, fun. I go. For, I run the gamut from sharing uh, cat videos to uh, random sports highlights. So that's 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 my wheelhouse. Just in, somewhere in between. There we go. Awesome. Hey, don't forget this weekend. Uh, Saturday, May 14th, Pleasanton, California, Powerhouse Comic Con. Philippe's going to be there. I'm going to be there. Who else is going to be there? Uh, Double A may be there. Darren will be there. Layaki is going to be there. There you go. She, oh, yeah, she should be good. If not, she, I, I'm just realizing now because she's supposed to be clear on Friday, but we'll, 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 we'll figure that out. Anyway, everybody be masked. Aaron up. will be there. It'll be we'll awesome. Be for sure. Oh, it'll, it'll be you good. know what's, you know what's funny here? My mother might be there. Yeah. Your mama. My mama. Um, she, He's been saying for a while that she wants to uh, I messed up meeting, go to a con in general mm -hmm. um, just because she's like, oh, that seems like it would be fun. And I was like, yeah, uh, you know, because she get called me this morning and she was like, well, what time does it start? I was like, well, 10 o'clock uh, is when we're going to start performing. She goes, oh, I forgot you're going to be performing. I'm going to be able to watch that. I'm like, oh, shit, my mom's going to actually see me on stage. <laughs> Good luck with that. That's going to be fun. Uh, I mean, we're PG, so it's not like it's going to go in the scrapbooks. Oh, that's all I mean. It's going in the scrapbook for sure. Yeah. Now she's going to take pictures and she's gonna be like look at my for leap on stage wait <laughs> <laughs> tinkerbell but oh god even worse uh so yeah guys hey she better uh, bring tacos i'm just saying i'm just saying she could there's a possibility right okay all right so don't forget I'll be there may 14th <laughs> i forgot the times but go check out powerhouse 10 a.m 10 to 5 yep powerhouse yep. comic-con.com all the details and get your tickets online like that'll yes. help so much guys if you get them before and you, you save money or it's 15 dollars uh it's 15 dollars if you pre-buy your tickets, it is $20 if you buy them at the door. So save that five bucks, guys. In the time, standing in line. Come on now. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, with the times. Indeed. Okay, have something you want to discuss? Tell us what you're nerding out on and make sure to let us know in the Facebook group that Distance Nerdington posts. Now, guys, you gotta go to distancenerdington.com and join the taco party. You can get tacos and, and, and help out every endeavor that we're trying to do. And if you don't want to go to the taco party, if you don't want to join the taco party and be cool, like very numerous people, who uh be before us who have done that uh go to pwuas.org and donate project wish upon a star why because they are amazing and they deserve it i had a taco during the show uh, that? yeah we all saw that we're all a little jealous <laughs> exactly. all a little jealous now guys connect with us at instagram facebook twitter twitch tiktok youtube all at distance nerdy oh wait a minute wrong button because the button i was looking for was thanks for watching don't forget to like and subscribe there we go thanks and keep nerding together together all right guys it's time for the dance party let's get this going hey james look what summer rays got on <laughs> rude clear glasses <laughs> <laughs>
and then we get to see him without him. <laughs> and, and his multiversal variant. Distance nerding. That guy's got multiple pops of himself. Jesus. <laughs> the ego on this guy. I, I, I've yet to make my Jake Lockley version. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Wait. I'm trying to get him on the podcast, still. Oh, we need, hold on. He needs two hands. Now he needs one hand. Oh! Look at that. Week. Look at that. So dope. Echo, email us back. <laughs> yeah, Echo, email us back. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CAPITAL and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. 